0: Welcome to this week's The Sports Shh. Block Podcast, Nathan Stackin alongside my good friend and co-host, Daddy, sports I'm director at KORN Ryan. Radio, uh, uh, oh, I'm then, oh, Noah is, uh, Noah's also joining us here. Oh, how he, are you? How he, are you? Shh. Uh, I'm trying to fix
1: oh the
0: good. car for, Sharko, uh, and Oh, broken. he's trying to fix the car for Zig and Sharko, something from YouTube, so, no, well, well, that's. Well, let, let me know how that goes because that is. That's important, isn't it? It's not. It's, it's not not important. I know that much. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so uh, this is the week of like MEA for Minnesota high schools and oh, yeah. and whatnot. So games. This, right is, thinking, your, this is your anniversary. Is what it is? Yeah, it was our anniversary on Sunday. We had Jason's baptism oh. on Sunday, so uh, that's easy to remember. Um, and. So, yeah, we had that, uh, but this is MEA week, so high school football games are being played on Thursday. Is that the case with hey, South Dakota this week, too, being played on Wednesday or Thursday? It is. It's Thursday this week. I don't know why.
1: I spent a couple years in Minnesota. They've got whatever the hell that was. What is it, teacher conferences, or what is yeah, it? Yeah,
0: yep, it's like Minnesota education a, a, Whatever. A, yeah, it's it's just basically a fall break for two days.
1: And I still don't know why half the teams have playoffs. Half the teams are still have their final regular season game. It's Thursday, and then next week I believe we also play on a Thursday, and then we're back to the once it's just the semifinals are back to a Friday night. When I was growing up. Hmm. They would do that, but then when they would also play, it would be like a Thursday, and then they would play like on a Tuesday, and then they would play like on a Saturday. So they would play a lot. They played, you know, like three games in like two weeks. They would play a lot. So I can understand playing Thursday, Tuesday, Saturday, but to play Thursday, Thursday, Friday uh, makes no sense to me. So I don't know why that has changed. I don't know why. That needs to happen like that. You're not gaining a week. You're not right. getting done any sooner. So, I don't know why they do that. But um, yeah, we've got uh, some playoffs coming up Thursday.
0: Mitchell won last week. I saw against Huron, so your slim playoff hopes remain.
1: They do. As slim as they are, they needed to win last week. It's going through the numbers. I don't think they can get in if they lose to Brookings on Thursday. They need to beat Brookings, which Brookings aren't as good as they have been in recent years. They're four and four. They lost a couple games in a row, so I, I don't see Mitchell going to Brookings and beating Brookings. So I think they're going to finish the year two and seven. And the way the points figure out, they are going to be, I believe, just a sliver behind Spearfish for the eight seed. If they win, I believe they're the 7th seed going to T. So you never know what could happen, but I, I wouldn't expect them to win, but we're going to see what happens Thursday.
0: Well, you know, then it'd be tee time, and then if they lose, they can have all sorts of tee times at the golf course as long as it's still open.
1: I could, yes. Tee times, and I haven't been to T in 10 years since we did... Uh, Yes. I don't think you did that game with me, did you? Did, I, you, did, you, did I, you go to?
0: Did you go to T? I feel like I did. That had the really nice uh, the field in the press box. Yeah, like, you did go.
1: Yeah, yeah, a nice turf field. That was ten years ago, so I haven't been there. Holy cow! Since then, so uh, we played them at home last year, but I've not been to T, been to T since then. Uh, T and Peter look like they played a great game. Friday in Pier, uh, Pier won thirty-five to thirty. Ooh. And uh, T had it at about the 30, 35-yard line at a Hail Mary to win it didn't happen. But, I mean, that is going to be more than likely your championship game mm-hmm. for the second straight year. And I'm rooting for T, obviously. Yeah. yep. Yeah. Uh, Pierce won it five in a row. There's only one other team that's ever won it six in a row. That was West Central from 2000 and 2005. Uh-huh. So. I would like to keep that uh, record intact. Yes. So. Yes. Yeah. I mean, T.E.T.'s got a shot. So we'll see what
2: happens in a couple of weeks.
0: Yes, yeah, should be good. And uh, yeah, so uh, remind me again, who's all like in the upper one? That's Jefferson, O'Gorman, Washington, Lincoln, and then is it like Harrisburg? What other what other schools? Yep. Like Brandon Valley, or basically
1: just every school around Sioux Falls outside of T. You have five schools now in Sioux Falls. Mm-hmm. You have Harrisburg and Brandon Valley, so that's seven. And have the two Rapid City teams, which are not good. So those are the nine teams in AAA.
0: Just bizarre.
1: And Jefferson in their second year, they appear to be a large favorite. So <laughs>
0: They're like the Vegas Golden Knights in hockey. They kind of built yes. this expansion team here, and now look at them go.
1: They good very quickly. So yes. we'll see uh, playoffs start. Thursday, I go to Brookings Thursday, may have maybe one, maybe one playoff game that I do with an area team, so we got quite a few teams in the mix, I think probably at least one should probably make it to the championship game, so that and volleyball's got about four weeks left, so it's getting, in, getting to the end here of the, uh, the fall sports season.
0: Yes, yes I did, I did get to go to
1: Jefferson High School for the first time Tuesday, and it is nice.
0: It oh. is nice, okay, that's good. Where is it in Sioux Falls, like where is it by?
1: So kind of the west west side, northwest side is Marion Road. Oh, okay. Um, I guess going, going into Sioux Falls from the west, you go past Hartford.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And right when it changes from 80 to 65, mm-hmm. right there, yep. um, then that first exit is Marion Road. Okay. You take that four miles to the south and it's right there. Oh, okay. So kind of by the arena... Um, yeah, fairly close to the Sanford uh, Premier Center, probably you know, a couple miles to the west, two, three, four miles west of that. Okay, I would say so. Yeah, I'd never been there before, never seen it. They said it was good, and it was. It was a uh, good, good, good gym, good setup, good facility. So, I like like what they did there.
0: Excellent, excellent. Uh, so we'll, we'll keep track of that as the playoffs uh start, you know, like as you said, this week for some classes, and then the rest. Here beginning soon, shortly thereafter. And we'll we'll see if Mitchell can make it or not. Unlikely, but you never know. Uh, We are very... This was a very good week of football. Uh, Specifically... College-wise, so we'll just kick the the NFL out of the way, right? You know, no, no, what we're gonna move it back because we're gonna talk about the Dakota Marker. It stays oh. in Brookings for a third straight year. The Jackrabbits trailing twenty-one to seven at the half. The defense looked awful. People are like, what is going on here? They come back with a vengeance in the second half, outscore the Bison. I'm gonna say it, Bison, not Bison, <laughs> as some might call it. Sixteen to nothing, they outgained them 248 to 74. Uh, I think you, they would have loved to cash in on a few of those goal-to-goal situations and kick, um, it, it score touchdowns rather than field goals. But they win it. Uh, they keep the Dakota marker. This game got some uh, attention on College Game Day, and. That was cool. Ryan McGee did a story on ESPN.com. It was number one versus number two, and now the Jackrabbits are the number one team at the FCS level, which is great to see.
1: They've been them three seasons in a row now, so, you know, when was the last time that has happened? They don't usually lose at all, now they've been beaten three times in a row, so...
0: Well, I think they're, what, 45-2 and in their last 47 home games, the Bison are? And both losses have been to SDSU.
1: And no, nobody can beat them. And, you well, know, James Madison won it there last year, last spring, and they, they, they've moved up. So, I mean, it, it's their time to win this whole thing for once. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of expect a letdown at North Dakota this week.
0: Yep, sure do.
1: Expecting to lose here and. You'd like one of those top two seeds so you don't have to go on the road for the playoffs. You, know, you got Montana State, you got Sacramento State mm-hmm. in the in And the issue falls to four. So, um, it's their forum, you know, an undefeated season. Conference champs outright. Yep. And, I mean, the only thing they're missing here is this national title. And it'd be exciting for them to do so. Uh, they've been very close recently, so... Uh, Isaiah Davis, I don't know if he's going to be out for a while with a shoulder
3: deal. Yeah, yeah. well,
1: he was starting to turn it on there. That uh, was good to see. We'll see what happens with running back. I've got, uh, got a kid from Brookings. He came from Minnesota. Uh, he was a running back, Josh Barai. And he was really good. Was it two years ago? When I mean, he was a senior at Brookings
0: High School. Oh, okay. Yep. I think I remember us talking about him. He was a stud.
1: So he, I think he got a carry in this game Saturday. So he might be in the mix for some more playing time. We'll see if he can pick up the slack. But kind of like we talked about last week, it's been all about this defense this year, not so much the offense. And it's probably just the way it's going to be. Shutting them off in the second half. So, yeah, this is, uh, Jackson State is up to six in the coaches poll. I would love to play Jackson State.
0: Well, it is uh is Dion Sanders swack enough? Uh, isn't that what some of I don't know one of the but some one of the swack coaches said that uh I'm yeah that Dion might not be swack enough. I'm swack. You swag, I'm swack. He's not swack, I'm swack. Great. <laughs> uh, I mean this so a few different things here about this. One, they lose a couple more players. Uh, they didn't have Ryan uh, you know, there. Tucker Craft, their tight end, he was out again, so he tried to go. Maybe it was gamesmanship. It sounds like he's going to be back. So it's not like SDSU is at full strength. Uh, they have a number of injuries across the board. Landon Wolf still hasn't really made much of an impact. He's always hurt. It seems like the wide receiver they got from Oklahoma State last year. Um, so this team is far from full strength. To be able to go in and beat the Bison, you know, come back and with the 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 effort and that that uh, that game plan there in the second half that they did was really impressive. Um, when I went through the schedule, I had them beating North Dakota State. I had the Jacks finishing uh, ten and two or whatever I believe, uh, and that. One loss was to Iowa, and the second loss was to North Dakota. Just because of the letdown factor after back-to-back emotional weeks against your rivals, USD and NDSU. And I thought it was really telling that, I believe it was Mason McCormick, who's the the best offensive lineman they have, he said that it doesn't mean anything or as much winning the Dakota marker if they don't go up to North Dakota and take care of business. I think that's that mindset, that mentality bodes well for the Jacks. Now, I still expect a letdown. I hope that's not the case, but it feels like this team is aware of what might happen and they're saying, no, we know what the future, like we know what the end goal is. We want the road to Frisco to go through Brookings. They're number one in the country for the first time ever in the FCS polls. This is. Very critical, and North Dakota is a pretty good team this year. I think they're what four and two. They seem to have a lot of stuff going for them. I mean, they played Nebraska tough. They've they've beaten several good teams already this year in the Missouri Valley. So this is not going to be an easy te- uh, easy game by any stretch, especially coming off of back to back weeks against your rivals. But I like the mentality. I like the mindset that at least was. Uh, prevail, or um, you know, kind of shown to us from Mason McCormick immediately in the aftermath, immediately following that win against the Bison,
1: because they've been here before and they've been let down before, so yes. they know. Yep, that this can happen. So yeah, take care of business. This might be their, you know, toughest game left.
0: Yes, uh, I think it is. Uh, I because Northern yep. Iowa is normally a difficult opponent, that's not the case this year. So they should win that game fairly easily. If you don't beat Indiana State uh, at home uh, for on Hobo Day, of course, I mean, that, I don't know what to tell you. And then uh, finishing it up with Illinois State at home, that's going to be, um, I think they should win that one. It's not going to be easy, but it's not, you know, there have been more difficult uh games that yep. they've had. So this is and it would be so huge too because it's very weird. I like having a buy later in the season. Um normally the Jacks get it like either the 3rd week or sometimes even the 2nd week of the year. It's like, well that sucks uh cuz you know the just the attrition and you need to get uh the injury stuff. Um but yes yes after i'm done talking to travis uh did you like the jacks game uh, on saturday did you like the jacks winning yeah
4: but boy okay no, so very good yeah.
0: He's, he likes it um but now i, I lost my train of, of thought here the, the bye week, the, I mean, they have it the last week of the regular season. So if you get that combined with an off week there, if you get the bye week for the playoffs, that's two full weeks then that, or like three weeks in between games, which might hurt them a little bit, but also it gives them time to heal up. So if they can just get through this, they, I think it really bodes well. It sets up well for them to make a deep playoff run and get back to hopefully Frisco.
1: It's, it's almost the second season. Most playoffs are a second season because they so, go so far out know, into January where, mm-hmm. okay, boy, Illinois State, November 12th, great, because the national championship game is two months from then. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you still got games to play. So that's a, a good little break right there. So I uh, thought about going up against USD a couple weeks ago. You know, Hobo Day we'll see, but I've never been to a playoff game and you know, those are sparsely attended and it's not very warm out, but I would love to see a big time you know, team come to Brookings you know, for, for a playoff game. I
0: feel like, I've been
1: impressed could you imagine, with that. Could you imagine North Dakota State coming down here oh for my. a playoff
0: game? Oh my.
1: A semi-final to get to Texas. Yes. Could you imagine that?
0: Oh, that would be huge
1: it be twenty
0: thousand people. Yes. Well, I've been impressed with the intent uh, with the attendance so far this year. They've gotten some really good attendance for these games. I think for the playoffs, if the road if if the road goes through to Frisco goes through Brookings, if they get the one seed or a two seed, whatever the case may be, I think you're going to see a lot of people come to the games, and I think it's going to also help too if they have that buy right away. They wouldn't be playing Thanksgiving weekend. So yeah. you would have the you know the 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 first weekend in December. Okay, people are going to come out. The second weekend, yes. Uh, that I mean, what would they have? Three potentially three games before Frisco. Like that's and those would all be at home. I think people would come out for those. I really do. Some people have been
1: saying that the alcohol sales have been part of the reason why
0: attendance has been a little better. That's fine. Like whatever it takes to get people to the games. You know, like... I mean, it brings as a bad, and, obviously as a, as
1: a non-beer consumer, you know, it's... It I is, it's just weird that I'm not going to go to the game. Now I will because I can drink beer. Like, well, whatever. Especially if, if, what is, whatever.
0: But, especially yeah. if you're going to have to pay eight to ten bucks for a beer yeah. anyway. Like,
1: I'm just, I'm just not doing <laughs> that. Yeah. When you're done talking
4: to Travis?
0: I, yeah, uh, when, when I'm done, yes.
4: Uh, well, I have one more...
0: Oh, I have one more minute. One minute. we got a minute. Minute gotta to wrap this up quick, Zach, it's right. going to be a cool one tonight. <laughs> we got a one-minute warning here. Um, no, I, I just think that this is setting up well for him, but you got to take care of business against uh, North Dakota this weekend. I think that's going to be the case. you just got to get guys healthy, too. So if that means Isaiah Davis has to miss a game yeah. or two, you know, the, Amar Johnson appears to be very capable. You get... Uh, craft back at tight end that's that's really good. I mean that's the old, that's the thing in this as well is they haven't really been full strength like we haven't seen the offense to what it, we thought it could be at the beginning of the year apart from the first quarter against Iowa. I mean that's that's significant I think because also if that's the case with you know maybe you get Kraft and Davis for like one game well then that's all that the opponents would have to look at from game film this year. SDSU can draw up so many more plays between Davis and Kraft and, and Hines and the Yankee twins there. there's so many weapons at Gronowski's disposal here, and teams won't have a whole lot of game tape from this year to go off of. And I think that bodes well you know, for offensive coordinator Zach Luan to be able to, to you know, come up with a few new plays, maybe throw a trick play in here every once in a yeah. while. I, it, it just feels I, like the stars could possibly align, but it, again, it doesn't mean as much if they go up to uh, Grand Forks this week and lose. And
1: Tucker Craft obviously makes a big difference. Yes. He's, he's, a, team he's an be NFL
0: a, tight be end NFL. prospect.
1: And he'll be drafted, so I uh, yes, you see that. And it has good, good, good luck with those tight ends. So if, if he can come back here. At this point, you know, I don't know how close he was to playing last week, but at this point, you know, maybe you put him out there for a couple games if he's ready, but, you know, he'll definitely be ready for the playoffs, and, yeah, that's – you get one of your better players back for that, and if Isaiah Davis needs needs six weeks or something, you can give him six weeks. So, yeah, they they could be full strength. They could be as good as they've been health-wise uh, for the playoffs, so that's – that's um, Something scary to think
0: about. Okay, uh, Yeah. And again, I think, you know, just the fact that they have the bye week the last week, you got to get a bye in that first round, regardless if you're, a, you know, a, a Dad, one through the one eight seed or whatever. Okay. Thank you. Yep. Uh, the, oh, we got, we called a timeout, so we, we're going to keep going here for a little bit. Uh,
1: if he, if he has a podcast, like Noah's Ark would be too, I uh, don't too easy. I don't know. Um, a name for his podcast,
0: yes. I'm not sure. Yes. The stack attack has is, is worked great uh, with that. Yes, so. yes. Uh, I it, 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 the Noah's Ark would be good, like if he's talking about passing, oh, yeah, like the I passing know. trajectory. Uh, yeah. So I think that would work really well. Um. But, yeah, again, with the bye week there, if you can get two weeks to get healthy, I think that just it yeah. bodes incredibly well for them. That was far from the biggest game, though. Oh, just to, to final like final thoughts on this. It was cool to see you know college game day talk about it, make a pick. Uh, you know when they were uh, you know going through the games there at the end of college game day. Pat McAfee was the only one who picked the Jackrabbits. Peyton Manning. Everyone else picked the Bison. Pretty uh, cool. Pretty awesome though of bear because they talked about this and they showed like a minute video from ryan mcgee on like the dakota marker and whatever and then um they were talking about it for like 30 seconds and Jetson Howard howard's like whoa yeah i'm picking the bison oh to win gosh. and kirk herb street's like yeah north dakota state's pretty upset you know after losing two in a row of these i think they get the win." And Uh, Bear says, you know what, guys, more people are going with North Dakota State just off of name recognition. SDSU is the better team. So, like, good on Bear because Bear is obviously looking at this. The other guys are just like, yeah, it's the Bison. We've been there, uh, you know, a few times. We've had them on game day. So they're just going more off of the name recognition rather than looking at who the teams really are this year. And if you look, SDSU has been a better team than NDSU this year.
1: Yeah, like these guys don't know what they're talking about. Yeah. The Kirk side they don't give a shit about FPS. so no. They don't even know who's going to win these games, let alone a division below. So, yeah, I, I pay no attention to what they think about teams they have no idea about. They've never seen one.
0: Right. Right.
1: Like, you know, Kirk Herbstreit or take any of those guys. Think they've ever watched the North Dakota State game? I bet They've they had ESPN and ESPN2 plenty over the last decade and playoff games and, and championship games. I do of th- In passing, you think they've ever sat down. You know what? I'm going to watch North Dakota State play James Madison today.
0: I think if you love college football, I think they're going to watch at least one of these games. Um, but I don't know for know. sure how many like, they have. I, I, Did you read you the mean, article on ESPN.com by Ryan McGee? It was It was pretty good i don't know I didn't know. just about the history of the dakota marker and everything so recommend reading it to those who haven't maybe read it yet a, a good um good little history of the dakota marker and you know the like the, the dividing of the dakota territory and whatnot so pretty cool stuff right there Uh, So, again, congrats to the Jackrabbits winning the third straight Dakota marker and maybe uh, setting themselves up for a potentially very significant playoff run here uh, en route to Frisco, we hope. Um, That was far from the big uh, game of the day. It was certainly the biggest at the FCS level, but we saw, you know, we had Oklahoma State and TCU. We had Penn State and Michigan. And then we had, by far, the best game of the year, and that would be Tennessee against Alabama. Game day was there. The, Peyton Manning was there. This was huge. You know, this is, oh, okay, like, this seemed like a susceptible Alabama team, and Tennessee came out, out of the gates just roaring. It was 28-10. to Hendon Hooker looked great. That, that, that wide receiver or whatever his name is, Pruitt or Pyatt or something, that caught six catches, uh, five of them for touchdowns, over 200 yards. He was great. And then all of a sudden, Alabama. It? What's that?
1: Jalen Hyatt.
0: Hyatt, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Not Pyatt. Hyatt. Hyatt. Um, but t- Tennessee's up 28 to 10. You're like, oh, my gosh, this is a runway. And all of a sudden, here comes Alabama. And they tie the game up just like that. It was very methodical. Tennessee scores, and then they miss an extra point. Then Alabama scores a touchdown. And it's just it was back and forth. And then Alabama gets a defensive touchdown to take the lead, 49-42. And you're like, oh, my gosh, that is it for Tennessee. And what do they do? They come right back down the field and score. Alabama gets a chance to win the game. They miss a field goal, maybe some questionable play calling there two plays is all it took hendon hooker in tennessee to get down the field and then I've, i i still think that mcgrath or whatever the, the kicker's name is for uh or uh, for tennessee i think someone got a piece of that football there's no way he kicks that ball as fat as he did and it's just a knuckleball like that unless someone touched it but it barely crossed the crossbar tennessee wins 52 to 49 Fans storm the field. The goalposts are taken down. They're dumped into the Tennessee River. Tennessee, then, because they're in such desperate need of money, says that they're taking donations for new field goalposts, which kind of, you know what, I, I liked Tennessee, and now you're kind of on my shit list for this I a little bit. I think they have enough money to cover the cost
1: for new goalposts. I, I think so. fucking go fund me for... Uh... Uh, for
0: that. So, Did you see the yeah. reason for it? they were like, well, we were thinking like sixteen dollars or whatever for a donation. To, you know, sixteen since that's the last time that Tennessee won. Or then there was another uh, like maybe fifty-two or something because that's how many points they uh, scored to beat Alabama. It's like, come on, Tennessee! Oh, this. Is- i bad they made at least. Did they make ten million dollars off that game on Saturday just based
1: on tickets and? If there's 100,000 people in that stadium and they spend 50 bucks on a ticket, oh. which seems, I you think, know, unloving. I,
0: I think minimum ticket I heard on the secondary market for that game up in the nosebleeds was $600. Let's say it's $100 a ticket. That, that means they made $10 million on ticket sales. Yeah, ticket sales alone, and that's not including concessions.
1: Well, they... That game right there would probably cover the SDSU athletic budget for the year.
0: Yes. Yes. One game.
1: Yeah. Don't 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 complain to me about. Uh, or first off, don't take down your goalpost. If you are going to do okay, don't, you know, I wouldn't recommend it. But if you are, don't take it out of the stadium and put it in the river. So don't don't do that for one. And don't ask people for money. Quit asking people for money.
0: Yeah.
1: I did. I, I thought a, the game of the year, I don't imagine we're going to get a better game than that. No. Hendon Hookers made himself a Heisman contender.
2: Yep. I think I said last week, Alabama's defense, no good anymore.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, Bryce Young is <laughs> tremendous. If, if he's not the first pick in the draft, I don't know what happened along the way here. He's... Great! It's so hard to beat Alabama, even uh, even in a game like this where you think you got them. You got them down in the first half, so and then this opens up. You know, maybe a three-team SEC playoff. I think as long as Tennessee doesn't lose to anybody but Georgia, I think they're in. I think they are sitting sitting really good because there is absolutely no way you can leave a one-loss Tennessee team out of this playoff. There is absolutely no way you can do that because they would be the number one one-loss team, and there are not going to be four unranked teams ahead of them or undefeated teams ahead of them. That I agree. Is not gonna, That's not going to happen.
0: I actually think it bodes well for them if they – like, I, I feel like they're in regardless if they just have – if their one loss this year is to Georgia. Um, yes. And the reason why I say that is because if they lose to Georgia, then Georgia's going to go to the SEC championship game, where they're going to play Alabama or Ole Miss potentially. there is a potential for Ole Miss, but that would mean that Tennessee still sitting with one loss. They aren't going to lose any. They are going to lose the SEC championship game then. So they're sitting at 11 and one. You're going to tell me that you're going to keep an 11 and one. Tennessee team out, and you're gonna put a, a one-loss Oregon or a one-loss UCLA or hell, even an undefeated Clemson. I mean, I get Clemson's, you know, taking on undefeated Syracuse this week, but are we really believers in the Orange? No. Yeah. Um, like, it, it, yeah, you can't you can't leave Tennessee out if they're if they have one loss this year and that one loss happens to be to Georgia in a couple of weeks. My new playoff would look like this. Uh, Georgia, Ohio State, Clemson, Tennessee. Yes. Yep. Right now, I'm I'm, I'm fine with that.
1: Yep. See, I you know you don't want to say it's certain because it's not. We still have almost two months to go here, but you feel like Alabama's going to lose to Georgia, or they may lose to Ole Miss or somewhere along the way. They just not look very good. And if Bryce Young is out again, that's not good. Uh, Georgia can be beat. Um, you know, they're they're at Mississippi State right after Tennessee, and they're also at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So they've got some some competition coming up. Uh, Tennessee really doesn't have anything left besides this Georgia game. Yeah, they've got Kentucky, but but they they should handle them. Yep. And and you know Clemson. You know, are you AC,
0: tell, are you telling me you're not scared by University of Tennessee Martin this week for the Vols? I,
1: you know, no, not uh, not concerned whatsoever about UT Martin. Um, I believe I went to a game at UT Martin. Oh, when you were, we're at sure. Tennessee State, not, not not the greatest facility I've ever been to in my life. <laughs> not, not very much. So, you know, Clemson. I mean, there's just nobody in the ACC that's competitive. You know. really, the only thing keeping the ACC from Pac-12 level of garbage <laughs> is Clemson. And, I I can't poo-poo the Pac-12 this year because they actually have at least three or four legitimate teams. Yes. So, yeah. you can't say the Pac-12 is bad because they're not. They've got they've got plenty of good teams this year. But, mm-hmm. it would be wild to see Tennessee. I, you know, and if the other three teams are undefeated, you'd hate to see a, a Georgia-Tennessee rematch. You'd love to see, you know, give me all the orange with Tennessee and Clemson. But, um... Right now, I mean that's that's your playoff. If Alabama somehow wins this conference and all three of those teams have one loss, then boy, we got a we got a situation on our hands. Then, um, I would I would I would like to see that because that could be a mess.
0: Well, okay, so if if we're looking at Clemson's schedule here, we can well, we can absolutely. go. I, I mean. I think they're going undefeated now. I gave them one loss to to begin the year, and that was to Notre Dame. Notre Dame just lost to Stanford. I don't even want to hear Notre Dame's name get mentioned at all. The rest, of, like they they they're bad. Just stop. I'm not I'm not listening to this to any more of this Notre Dame nonsense. Not listening. You know the BYU nonsense. We we drank that Kool Aid way too much. Um, so that that's just not it. If I'm I'm pulling up Clemson's schedule right now. And they've already beaten Wake Forest with Sam Hartman, so that's a that's a solid win. They play Syracuse this week. I, I don't know what to make of Syracuse. Um, I think they're lucky to be undefeated, but that's just me. Um, and then I mean, you got South Carolina, you have at Notre Dame, Louisville, and Miami. I mean, I'm sorry, there's nothing there that tells me that uh, that Ow. Clemson is going to. Uh, to not go undefeated, I think that I think they will. Um, and then if we look at Alabama's schedule, this is where mm-hmm. it gets a little more challenging because you have Ole Miss still up on there. Uh, don't they have LSU coming up here at some yeah. point as well? Um, Auburn. Uh, no, no, Auburn. yuck. Yeah, yeah I mean. Yeah, you have you have Mississippi State this week. I'm not worried about that at LSU. Not worried about that. That that November 12th game at Ole Miss. I think that is the uh, that is the determining factor. Who wins the SEC West is going to be.
2: I would love. I would love
1: to see Ole Miss in the conference title
0: game. I would love to see them play Tennessee. Yes, being two new teams, not just one. It'd love, be two
1: new teams. I would love- to see Lane Kiffin take on his old team, just great, great stuff. And if you're, you know, you know Ole Miss, uh, you know, what, what do you, what do you do with them if they, if they have one loss? Well, that's yeah. or if they get to the battle game and they lose to Georgia, what do you do with an old uh, one loss, old Miss team that, that puts them in the mix? Well, so,
0: if, they, if they have one loss, like let's say Ole Miss loses one game and that's to Georgia in the SEC championship game. Denver, Tennessee. How they both beat Alabama? I mean, Alabama uh, would be out because Alabama would have two losses, so Alabama wouldn't be in it regardless. No. So they
1: they would both beat Alabama, so their best, best loss would be the same. I think it would come
0: down to Old Miss and Tennessee. And I, well, I don't know uh, who, who you pick there. Yeah, I don't either because they would both have a, the they would both, they both have the same loss to Georgia. I would you throw three teams in? I mean.
1: God, so if Ohio State and Clemson are undefeated. They're getting in. So one of these teams is going to miss. And it's it's kind of I don't know, ironic that all of a sudden this this probably won't happen. But if it does, uh, oh, yeah, we've got a 12 team playoff just maybe two years away. So we won't have to to bother with this anymore.
0: Mm hmm. Uh, Ole Miss is scheduled. They're at LSU oh. this week, uh, they're at AM the following week. Home to Alabama, that's the big one, because um, if they lose State. that game, then then Alabama, that it's just, they're done at that point. Ole Miss is not going to get in um, with the one loss, and they're at Arkansas and home to Mississippi State, so it, it all, for, for Ole Miss, it all comes down to that November 12th game against Alabama. Yeah,
1: and they got Mississippi State at the end of the year, so... Yeah, we're kind of whittling things down. You know, it seems like the Big 12's kind of out of it. They'll kind of all beat each other. TCU's still kicking.
0: Yeah, uh, TCU's, oh, got, TCU's got the best shot here. I mean, and I mean Oklahoma
1: State's like the new Clemson they, or the new Georgia. They're good every year. They're in the top 10. They can't. They can't get there. They, they
0: had, can't. They had a 14-point lead against TCU and they blew it. Yeah. I mean. TCU, what's their, I mean, Baylor's disappointing this year. Is, is it November 12th at Texas? TCU, I mean, that that's potentially the only real, and, I guess. And,
1: uh, meet Kansas State this week. Uh,
0: at Texas is the big one. Yep. Texas is looking good, so. I mean, what if TCU gets through this undefeated? Yeah, then they're going to be right there.
1: So, they're going to have good wins versus Oklahoma State. They're going to beat you know maybe a Texas team twice or Kansas State twice or maybe have to beat Oklahoma State again.
0: Well, what like, yeah, if they oh. have to beat Oklahoma State? Then Oklahoma, if, if I don't think the Big Twelve gets in with a one loss team, so yeah, I, so, yeah. unless uh, you're Ohio State or SEC team, we're
1: not getting in
0: with one loss. I don't think. Oh, okay, but who has Ohio State beat this year that you can say? Yeah, uh,
1: I... It, it, it doesn't matter because they're Ohio State. I know. But if they have one loss... They haven't that... beaten anybody. They haven't anybody. They beat Penn State, or they got Penn State in two weeks. And they got Michigan at the end of the year. And they'll play probably Purdue or Illinois in a championship game. Uh, just a garbage schedule. Again, they didn't play
0: anybody this year. So, mm-hmm. they haven't played anybody yet. Yeah. I, so, they. I, I don't know. It, it doesn't just... matter because they're Ohio State. It's just, it's so fascinating to see how this is all going to shake out. The Pac-12, USC loses to Utah.
1: Uh, okay, okay, let's say it's TCU and Ohio State. They're both undefeated. And for whatever reason, it comes out of those final two. Like, you would think TCU would have a much tougher schedule. Oh, yes.
0: Yes, they do. Um,
1: but they would not get in. Ohio State would get in. Because, oh, look at their quarterback. Look at this. Look at that. They're a much better team. Well, it, it, down to that, it all logic would be out the window.
0: Let me ask you this. I think top to bottom, the Big 12 because you're playing everyone in there is more difficult than what Ohio State would have to go through in the Big 10. But does any win that TCU would have does that is that would that be better than Ohio State's win against Michigan?
1: Michigan's plenty good, but again, they haven't played anybody either. No, they haven't. beat Penn State. Boom. That pretty much guarantees they'll be undefeated going into Ohio State Thanksgiving weekend. Mm -hmm. They're not losing to anybody. They're at Rutgers. They have home games versus Michigan State, Illinois, and Nebraska. So again, it helps to be a really good team and not play anybody. if, If you can do that, well, that has to do with your schedule mm-hmm. and your conference. But yeah, if you can schedule Hawaii, Connecticut, and Colorado State in the in the non-conference, by all means, do that. Mm-hmm. Barely get past Maryland and you know, play with Penn State for a half and screw around with Iowa for a little bit. So, yeah. One loss Michigan, they're out because they haven't beaten yes. anybody. Yep.
0: No, I and I agree with that. I was just talking like Ohio yeah. State. If you're if you're comparing an undefeated Ohio State to an undefeated TCU,
1: I would argue that Oklahoma State is just as good of a win as beating Michigan. Yeah, there's there's an argument that most, can be made for that. Most, yeah, most people probably wouldn't see it that way.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But I mean, winning at Texas. We'll see if Texas goes on a run, but. Yeah, Michigan doesn't do much for me for their strengths.
0: So. Oh no, absolutely not. Um I mean we're kind of whittling it down, but it you know, as we whittle it down now more, the when you look at this, it you're just looking at all the potential <clears throat> chaos.
1: I want some debate for once, because we've never had a debate of who's that last team
3: in. hmm
1: We get a one loss Michigan, a one loss Tennessee, a one loss Ole Miss a one-loss Big 12 champ, who gets in? They always say the conference title matters a little bit.
3: Have mm-hmm.
1: the stones to put in a one-loss Oklahoma State or a one-loss TCU in over a Michigan, over an SEC team with one loss? I don't think so. So I want I want the fan base to be mad here at the end of the year.
0: Yeah. Wouldn't that be something?
1: All of a sudden, you know, in the in, in the Pac-12, you may have a one-loss Pac-12 champ. There might be there might be five teams that have a legitimate argument here at the end of the year.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Game day will be at uh, in Eugene this week for. Uh, okay, let's say my USC Trojans
1: run the table. They're, the only thing they have left is is, is UCLA. Mm-hmm. That's... And are you going to leave USC out because they are a big name brand and they lose on a two-point conversion in the final seconds on the road? A game in which they were an underdog? Is that enough to knock them out?
0: I think if Utah had less than two losses, yes.
1: And Oregon, if Oregon can get past uh, UCLA here, they're looking pretty good. That one loss to Georgia. What do you do with Oregon if they have that one blowout loss to Georgia?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: It would like they could possibly play them again in the playoff, and we certainly would not want to see that again. So do they say, you know what, Oregon's 12-1, but we don't want to see them play Georgia again, so don't are out.
0: Right. Oh, yeah. No, we don't want I mean, to
1: what
0: a waste. What a fucking waste of a, a, a spot that would be. Yes. Yeah. No, no. We don't need to see that again. We saw that story before. But it is just, it is going to be fascinating here um, to see how it all shakes huh. out. I mean, the more we think that we know about college the football, the less we actually do. So, uh, we'll we'll see how it all uh, shakes out. But it's going to be... Very, very interesting. Anything else college football related we need to get to?
1: Gophers pooped the
0: bed again. They sure did. I, this is, you know, in back-to-back weeks where they're going up against a quarterback and they're like, oh, we don't know if the starting quarterback's going to be playing or not. O'Connell not going to play. De- DeVito not going to play. And all of a sudden Saturday morning rolls around and he's like, oh, yeah, he's playing. What the hell.
1: So this was their year to do something. Illinois takes advantage. Illinois and Purdue playing for the West title, maybe yeah. this week. Good to see there. Uh, USC almost did it. That was a close one. Yeah, great comeback for TCU. Uh, Syracuse, good to see them have a bit of a run.
0: Uh, Kansas put up a fight. Oklahoma, too many points. I think if uh, if if. Uh Kansas right. has their starting quarterback. They win that game.
1: Well, I mean, Kansas, hopefully they can win a game here to get to a bowl. Oh, they will. It's kind of going to be, uh, Yeah, we were 7-5, and five. remember when we were at the talk of town? Because our quarterback got hurt. But. And, and uh, James Madison lost to Georgia Southern, which is a disappointment.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Sure I is. I
1: think uh, maybe it's going to be too Tulane. Oh maybe the team mind. in
0: the uh I saw that. They are projected to get into as into the Cotton Bowl against Oklahoma State. That's uh, I think Brett McMurphy of Action Network uh said. I'm
1: up. in for two lane football.
0: Oh, Gibby I'm all about the Greenway. they have some of the best helmets there. And uh just
1: uh, if Alabama doesn't doesn't make it and they're gonna go to probably the Sugar Bowl to play maybe the Big Twelve champ. That could be an interesting matchup. I hope it's Texas that i love to see Texas-Alabama again. Oh, yes. With, with Quinn Ewers there. So, if,
4: if I mean, if you were the Sugar Bowl and you had a chance
1: to have Texas and Alabama again, uh, I think that would be a great. That'd be, a, that'd be the number one bowl game, maybe even including the playoffs.
0: Do you, you think time. Alabama would try and play their guys for that?
1: I hope so. Because it seems
0: like, oh, Alabama, they don't make the fly out, so they don't hear it all. Well. I do think now, when I, ever since uh, I've been thinking about this for a while, so let's see if you can hear this. But when I think of Cam Rising, I hear this.
5: Oh, yes. I see the Moon
0: Horizon. The little CCR. Um, <laughs> I I get that Chris Berman did the bad moon arising, um, you know, for Andre rising back in the day. But um, now with Cam rising here, quarterback of Utah, whenever I hear his name, I think of this song, and I can't get it out of my head.
1: Quarterback Snake had a good game. Uh, Yeah, it fits. It fits. Can't go into Utah. Utah was favored for a reason.
0: Yep. Yep, difficult place to play, man. They've done that. So great week of college football. Uh, we'll see what happens this week. Probably not. I mean, it, it, you're not going to get the unbeaten's in what. Just, just South Dakota State. Please don't lose. That's all. That's all I'm asking for. Uh, Minnesota shit the bed for me. Virginia Tech. What a terrible year for them. Um, South Dakota State. You're what I, you're what I have left. So let's get it done. Uh, but that wasn't the only great football. Outcome this weekend, and I say outcome because it was not a great performance, the Vikings go down to South Beach, they get the win over the Dolphins, it was one of the, like, just an awful, awful game uh, to watch, uh, because the Vikings couldn't do anything offensively, they were gifted a couple of turnovers, Uh, Jalen Waddell, uh, you know, couldn't secure a catch, uh, and that ended up, uh, what, getting picked, um... Uh, a, a, a tremendous interception by Harrison Smith, mind you. But uh, then Waddle fumbled it uh, again later on uh, when the Dolphins were driving. And I can't be the only Vikings fan. I think every, almost every Vikings fan, when Greg Joseph missed that extra point, that would have put them up 17-3. to Sixteen 16-3, you're like, oh my gosh, here, here it goes. Like, the Dolphins are going to score a touchdown, and this is the, the Vikings are going to lose 17-16. That's immediately my thought. That's just how I think Vikings fans are wired now when it comes to kicking uh, adventures and whatnot. But they did get the win. It was not pretty, but a win is a win. I'll take it. And I will say this. I'm impressed with the defense because they were out on the field for much of the game, and if you... We're watching the game. It was a 30 degree difference between the Dolphins' sidelines and the Viking sideline. That's <clears throat> that's a home field advantage for the Dolphins. And you come to expect that there. And the Vikings were on the field a lot. And I was one that said, "Okay, here, you know, expect 300 yards from Skylar Thompson, the rookie 7th round quarterback from Kansas State, and he looked like he was possibly well on his way before he hurt his thumb." But then the Vikings turned it up defensively against Teddy Bridgewater and a lot of Teddy's yards came late in garbage time situation uh, there in the fourth quarter. The, the Vikings got a lot of sacks on him. They they got uh, deflections and you know made him throw it away early on in the game. So <clears throat> Was it a complete game? No, because the offense sucked, for, except for you know their three touchdown drives, and the Dalvin Cook one I'm not even really going to factor in. Um, defensively, it was bend but don't break. Got a couple of breaks in there, but I like the fact that they were able to get as much pressure on Teddy. It feels better getting this win against Miami because they had to play against Teddy Bridgewater the majority of the game and not Skylar Thompson.
1: There were so many sacks in this game I thought it was a Deshaun Watson massage (laughs) there. Um yeah, no they're just I mean it's ten to three in the fourth quarter. Feel like you're watching soccer. Somebody do something, please. And they finally score two late touchdowns. So, defense, I mean, you know, I mean, Skyler Thompson would have, I mean, he did play well for a quarter. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a reason why the Vikings were only a three-point favorite facing a rookie quarterback. Mm -hmm. So, they won, they're 5-1. There's four teams in the NFC over 500 right now. I, I don't remember a year like this. I don't. I don't remember a year where just nobody's any good. I
0: yeah. Right now, the Vikings I, would be the two seed in the playoffs. Yeah,
1: no, a bye week. You got Arizona and Washington. Can you beat them? Washington's probably better now
0: with Taylor Heineke in there than Carson Wentz. Yeah, so that probably... that that stinks a bit. I am not. Uh, I, I wish that weren't the case. I would re- much rather play Carson Wentz than than Taylor Heineke. But having said that, I still think the Vikings should win that game.
1: And Arizona looks terrible right now. Yes. I don't know if Kingsbury lasts. They, I mean, they, they got to fire him. So if your offense is bad and your offensive guy, um, you know, 7-1, looking at a two seed. Again, like, it's uh, Packers, Packers. I think the Packers are bad.
0: I don't think... Packers are bad. Tampa Bay is bad. The Packers are bad. Um, Who had the worst loss this week? Tampa Bay losing at Pittsburgh or Green Bay losing at home to the Jets? I'm going to. S- I th- I agree. I I think it's and Tampa we, Bay. At least the Jets like have a good
1: defense. Jets appear to be competent. Pittsburgh is not good. But
0: Pittsburgh was down like four starters in their secondary, and they're going against a, a Buccaneers team that. Had, like, all their their starting wide receivers, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. I mean, you have Tom Brady, of course. You have Leonard Fournette. Like, there's no reason why the Steelers should have won that game and that the Bucks shouldn't have put up points. They scored one touchdown, and that was late in the contest. This is the first game Pittsburgh has won without T.J. Watt in the lineup. They were 0-8 or 0-9 prior to Sunday's game. Like, Tampa's, And then Tom Brady has the audacity to chew out his offensive lineman during the game when he just skipped out on walk-through and team meetings and stuff Saturday because he was at Robert Kraft's surprise wedding on Friday night. Like, where, where do you... Tom Brady is not all in on this season. He should never come back. It's destroyed his, it's destroyed his marriage. Uh, he looks awful. The Buccaneers aren't very good. Like, it's just... Like, I don't know what he's doing. This was the the Packers' loss is bad. The Buccaneers' loss this week was far worse.
1: Yeah, Frank Beach at the end. Frank Frank came in. Yeah, he's forty five years old. He is old and not very good anymore. And he should have stayed retired. Yeah, doing all this extracurricular stuff, you know. I assume he was taping a mass singer if that's what he was truly doing there for a week or whatever.
0: I think it was. I honestly, I think it was divorce lawyers.
1: Could be that. Could be that. We'll see. We'll see if he was on the mass singer. I hope not. But yeah, it's just that was a bad loss. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has got to be hurt or something.
0: Well, he that's has good. a he has a slightly hurt thumb, but that's not the reason why. I mean, he didn't have a hurt thumb last week against the Giants in that second half.
1: Bad. So that's good to see. Um, And for the Vikings, you know, if you get that two seed, again, we've never seen them win those two playoff games in a row. You're going to have to do that. Two home playoff games to get to the NFC title game. Can you beat that seven seed? I would hope so. I would think so. All right, then can can you beat that three seed or whoever you're going to have to play? Can you
0: beat the Rams? As the two seven seed, it would be against Green Bay.
1: I think they could probably beat the Packers. Whatever that ends up being, um, the South looks like a one-bid league. Yep. But that's between, you know, Atlanta and Tampa at the moment.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Boy, Tampa can't get out of that mess. And then you've got the East, where the Giants are not that good. Yeah, They're, they're, they're getting by here. <clears throat> I mean, they were down by 10 versus Baltimore.
0: When Baltimore has a double-digit lead, you may as well just give them a loss. So they have three three losses. All three losses this year, they've had a double-digit lead in all of them. And then you beat the
1: Packers. Here's a stat. Hopefully, you're not wearing
0: I am not right now, so.
1: Back them up. The New York Giants, when trailing by seven-plus points in the fourth quarter, they are 3-1 this year. Mm-hmm. The last 10 years before that, they were 3-78. and huh. <laughs> Those are things that are not sustainable or not not a way to win games. So calm, calm people's asses on the New York Giants here. Yeah, And the Cowboys the Cowboys are plenty good. And obviously Cooper Rush just is not the guy. That was proven to be the case last night. So if that Prescott gets back in there, the Cowboys will be fine. As long as their defense keeps doing what they're doing, and the Eagles—they're a second quarter team. All of their points come in the second quarter, much outside of the second quarter. Right. Which is which is very odd. But they really—they dominated the Vikings, and they dominated Dallas for a half. So well, I guess they're the team. But and this this thing is wide open and. Unless Tampa Bay or Green Bay is going to turn things around here. Well, the Rams, I'm sure they'll, I think the Rams will probably be the three seed at this point and somebody will come out of the South. But, yeah, Vikings like have an easier schedule and this offense has got to got to do something just to be more consistent.
0: Well, they, they should have an easier schedule, but they do have to play Buffalo yet, though Green Bay does as well. So that's a wash. They do have to play the Giants and the Jets, in that'll be in December. Now we'll see if the Giants and Jets maintain their pace that they're on right now.
1: I'll gladly play the Giants and
0: Jets. I, I just saying it like that earlier looked like, and, and even even the Patriots now, like the Patriots are starting to get their poop in a group. Um, but the Vikings have yet to play a complete game, and they certainly can play better. I mean, that's the. I think that's the great thing in all of this is that the Vikings have yet to play a good game, a complete game on both sides of the ball, and yet they're five and one. Like that's, that's good. They can play better, and they've
1: won uh, won most of their games. So right that is good. Um, Cameron Dantzler. There were two plays I saw. There was one play early in the game, Jalen Waddell just went completely across the field and caught a pass. Cam Dancer was on him and just stopped. I would love to ask their defensive coordinator, what the hell is he doing on this play? Because he's on Jalen Waddell for about 20 feet, and then he stops. Let's Jalen Waddell continue through the other side of the field, and he catches a pass. And Cam Danzer just stops there, like who who is he defending? Is he defending the running back that didn't come out of the backfield? Is he defending the tight end? Mm-hmm. What is his responsibility on that play? And then he did it again. There was a Tyree kill catch, like he caught it up the middle. This was in the fourth quarter. Caught in the middle of the field and ran another fifteen yards.
0: Yes, yeah. yep.
1: Can... Again, nobody else on. Him. Cam dancer was on him for a second.
0: I think he was and on. Him. on him. I think that was on a fourth down conversion too, if they, or a fourth down if I'm not mistaken. I would just
1: love to ask the like what, what are you doing? What is the point
0: of that? Well, I I, I think it's I think Dantzler's doing what they're because they, they're trying I to I do zone. I
1: was like, is this this is a zone?
0: Whatever the fuck this
1: shell defense means, I've never heard. I if I've, heard I've never heard of it as much as I have this year. This shell defense. This mm-hmm. shell defense. Stacking is shit. I yeah. don't. Know if this is a, everyone's I want, doing I want to it though. Keep everything in front of you is that what this means? A shell? Yes.
0: Uh, it, no, everyone, know Everyone's doing it. If you're looking across the league, like scoring's down this year, and part of it is because teams are suck. doing this shell-like defense to keep you know to limit the big plays.
4: And then Justin
1: Jefferson had another 100-yard game, but he was kept in check for the first half
0: because
1: mm-hmm. they, were, they were defending him. I'm watching Howard and these other guys just go where he goes.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And again, I say this every week, and it feels like I say the same things every week. Like, yes, just defend him with somebody. Put somebody on him and follow him around why the fuck is this so difficult? It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. And if, you're, and, if you're on a, and if you're on a receiver, just stay with him. Like, why the hell is Cam Danzler? Why do they... Hey, hey, just stand there and let him run past you where he's wide open and nobody picks him up. It fucking... I would love to ask somebody, why are they doing
0: this? You know what I would what like, does
1: like this to... This make- does this makes. No sense, and they could not explain it to me in any way where it to, were to, would make any sense to me.
0: You know what I would like? I would like to see them actually run the clock out and pick up a first down so we wouldn't have to go through the final two minutes where we're letting Jalen Waddle pick up a 50-yard uh, catch catch-and-run down the sideline, uh, and they, they score a touchdown, and you, you they still have a chance if they recover an onside kick. I'd love for that not to happen. Hey, you, you, remember what Adam Thielen said after week one? This is a
1: go, go, go offense stacking. they don't stop, and they push push the gas down at all times. This is go, 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 and they don't take their foot off the gas unless they're trying to settle for a 47-yard field goal to win a game or just trying to run the clock out and not doing a goddamn thing. Mm-hmm. Besides that, they're just go, 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 except they're really not. I mean, you, you take the second half of that Bears game and the first three quarters of Miami. Mm-hmm. That is five quarters of, what do they score, maybe 17 points?
0: 17 points, yep. That is a bunch of crap. Oh, 18, 18, because they went for two in the Bears game. 18 points.
1: That is a bunch of garbage, is what that is. So, yeah, they, the good the good news is they got to get better, because this is not good enough. No, but the but good news, nobody else is really good anyway. So
0: Kirk used it in his post game press conference on Sunday. He said that this is the inverse, like of last year. Last year they were playing really good and probably should have won more games, but they didn't. This year yeah. they're they could play so much better, and yet they're winning the games. And I think that's yeah. I think that's what should give fans encouragement. And you know, I'm kind of. It's like, okay, the Vikings are 5-1. and one. There are only two other teams that have one loss right now in the NFL. Buffalo and the Giants. Uh, the, the, the Eagles, of course, are undefeated. But there are only three five and 5-1 teams. The Vikings are one of them. And no one is talking about them. And part of that is... It, it, part of that, like, I, I wish people would start talking about the Vikings more, but, I, but now I, I, I'm more of the mindset of, hey, I like that they're flying under the radar because, A, that means, like, teams aren't, like, paying – or the league's not paying as much attention to them or they think it's a fluke. And it might mean that the Vikings, once they start actually putting together a complete game, watch out.
1: By all well, I means, talk about Tampa Bay and Green Bay and the Giants and the Cowboys. Yeah, do do not talk about my my favorite football team. Um, Sunday I, I'm looking at a flex here, stacking week sixteen.
0: Yes, are we talking the Giants?
1: Giants, Vikings. That should be a flex. That certainly should be at Tampa Bay and Arizona. I'm sure they want Tom Brady, but do they have the stones
0: no. to? They can't. They can't. They cannot do it for the Sunday games.
1: If it's a Christmas. Uh, they play on Saturday. Yes.
0: So, so they can
1: flex it. What a what a prime opportunity that would have been. Because I, looking at this schedule, there is not much on the schedule Week Sixteen.
0: I wonder if they can flex um, out of the the Raiders Steelers game though. No, don't touch it. Which
1: one is that?
0: That's the oh, that's the Saturday night game, uh, Week 16 on NFL Network. The re- the reason why they're putting it in there is because that's like the big anniversary of the Immaculate Reception, I think, or something like that. But if both the Raiders and Steelers suck, then why will not you flex Giants Vikings into that Saturday night?
1: No, they won't change that because of that reason, and they've got Eagles Cowboys. That'll
0: be the big 3:30 game. But so, maybe you would do a second. Uh, Three o'clock game there, if the Giants are still no. relevant. No.
1: They, Lost opportunity there. That's disappointing. Disappointing. That's just, that's,
0: that's just yeah. my guess. That's my guess as to what would would happen with that.
1: I don't see if they flex any of the you know, Green Bay or Tampa Bay games out, if they're not good, or they say, oh, they're, they're right in the playoff mix now, so we're going to keep them. I would love to see what games have been flexed out of and if it's ever involved, you know, the Cowboys or any of these teams that they love to put out.
0: Um, yeah, I'm looking at, um, Colts Cowboys. I'm sure they'll keep it for that.
1: No Colts Cowboys does nothing for me. We've got Jets Vikings. That's a lot better. I would say Jets
0: Vikings. I, I agree, but you're not going to flex the Cowboys out if they're if they're good. Nope. Um. I I, I, I I was gonna I was trying to pull up the schedule. There's one game. It you know It seems like whenever the Vikings have or when there's a chance that they could flex out into something. That the Vikings are playing a crap opponent. Like uh, week eight. No, that's when they play the Cardinals. They think it's week nine. The Sunday late afternoon game is Rams-Buccaneers on CBS. Well, that looks like crap right now. And that's like the lone 325 game. There's not another game. Well, it's like like this
1: last week where it's Bill's Chiefs where everybody's going to get that game.
0: Right. Right, but that makes far more sense. Um, I mean, maybe, uh, you know what? I bet they flex Bills Jets into 325 in there with them week nine. I'm just looking at some of these games that you, like the Vikings Bills game, uh, November 13th, that's a game that you could arguably flex into 325, but they already have Cowboys Packers and Cardinals Rams. And Sunday night's Chargers 49ers. I doubt you're going to flex out of that. Uh, this looks
1: to be, on, on Thanksgiving, looks to be one of the better Thanksgiving schedules. Yes. With the Giants, Cowboys, you got Bills, Lions, at least Detroit can score. And at least you get to see Buffalo maybe score 50. And you got Patriots, Vikings. So there's a lot, a lot to like on that one.
0: Yes. And we didn't know that Giants, Cowboys was going to be that this good, um, so yeah. I think as you get down there, I think the Vikings are going to have a few more late afternoon kickoffs here if if things keep progressing the way they are. And I think at this point, because the Vikings week fifteen, it's they're one of five games that have yet to be determined when they play. It's when that the NFL Network does that triple header. Uh, on Saturday, and the Vikings col- Vikings play the Colts that week. Uh, that's a game that's going to be moved to Saturday. The other games that could be flexed out would be Dolphins-Bills, Ravens-Browns, Falcons-Saints, and Giants-Commanders. Well, if you're going to look at three games, I think, to move to Saturday, it would be Vikings-Colts, Dolphins-Bills, and I would go Giants-Commanders at this point.
1: Yeah. I'm sure there'll be some changes. So. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. it looks like Z- the Darius Smith had his best game he's had all year.
0: Yes. Yep. Um, yep.
1: Jordan Hicks, uh, I don't know if the number I saying. Jordan Hicks has been pretty good. Yes. So, yeah, defense. Daniel Hunter finally got a sack. So, Patrick Peterson had those two pass breakups. So, yeah, defense, you know, even though it was against backups, um, defense played good.
0: Yes, so the Vikings five and one Patrick, headed into their. You
1: know, bi- was Patrick Jones the second. Yes, whoever the hell he is, I don't know he existed deep, in this world.
0: Defensive end, that, end from Pittsburgh, I believe this is his second year,
1: and uh, he had two sacks. So good for him.
0: Yes, first two of his career. Uh, like I said, this was a sack fest. It helped that Ter- uh, Taron Armstrong wasn't playing for the Dolphins, but that means that the Vikings should be getting sacks. And it's it again. Is it perfect? No. But there's room for improvement, and that's that's where also, we're at. at this
1: point. My man, Irv Smith Jr., fumbled, and again, he
0: sucks. Yes.
1: I want to run his ass off on a rail train out of town.
0: I want Michael Mayer, the, the, the um, tight end from Notre Dame. That's who I want the Vikings to draft next year.
1: I just don't want him
0: on the team. <laughs> uh, I don't
1: give a shit who it is. Get him off the team.
0: We'll we'll see about that. Um, So, yeah, that's the NFL. And like I said, the Vikings are on the bye this week. Two-game lead over the Packers. I think that's the – it's not the fact that the the Vikings are 5-1. I picked them to be 4-2 at this point in the season. It's the fact that they have a two-game lead, though, in the North. And it feels like it could get larger because Aaron Rodgers wants to simplify the offense. I don't know how you simplify what they're doing more. You aren't using your best player, and that's Aaron Jones. Use him. Like what are you doing? If, if, how can you simplify things if you're you're already too dumb to, to do anything here at this point? Like, well, how can you simplify something? It's not like your offense is complex right now. What are we doing in Green Bay? Well, you
1: can last week about not being used, They got all of ten carries yesterday. Yeah, run the ball then. If Rodgers is banged up, you don't have any good receivers. Use your running back. No. Just yeah, you gotta be very
0: frustrated. Well, that' too bad. Maybe he'll retire through this year too. Wouldn't that be? A, wouldn't that be a shame? So That'd sad. So sad. Uh, so that's the NFL there. Uh, the baseball playoffs here. Um, I we were
1: right again, as we everybody thought. Phillies, Padres. Yep, as we predicted. Yep. last Last.
0: Yep. Sure were. Uh, we need more of a sample size but if I'm looking at it from one year, I'm saying that that you don't want the buy. you don't want the buy if you're uh, yeah you just don't want to buy because it throws off your your timing your rhythm. I don't know what to make of it but the the Dodgers, the Braves both had both teams had buys they're on the outskis. Uh, the Astros did win. The Yankees right now are that we're supposed to have game five Monday night, but it's in a rain delay right now with with Cleveland here. But if the Yankees lose, that would be three of four. Even you know if they win, you're still looking at half the field, and you're looking at you know the wild cards. I, I don't.
1: The more teams you add to the playoffs, the more upsets there's going to be the more unlikely it is the top teams.
0: Advance. Ah, that's, that's the way it seems right now. So, um.
1: And again, I, I don't know who everybody picked a week ago. I assume most people pick the Dodgers. Oh, yeah. And like, how could you pick them after all this time and all year? I've been saying there is no, you know, a lot of times we – Talk about the the March Madness and don't pick this team and remember next year to don't pick what the fuck I fucked up on this year. Yep. Like How many times do the Dodgers not have to win before you know, you know what, don't pick them. I don't care if they won 160 games. Don't fucking pick them. If you have the best team and the best players for 160 games, you're going to have the best record, you have the best team. When it comes to a five-game series,
0: that doesn't really matter. I think it's one thing to pick to to go again or like to not pick the Dodgers to go to the World Series or win it. I don't
1: think they
0: lose. I thought
1: they lose to the Braves. I yeah. don't
0: think the Padres would be. I, that's what I'm saying too. I thought the I thought the Braves were going to win. I thought the Braves had the best pitching staff. Their offense was good, and the Phillies just completely shut them down, which is not good. It's embarrassing for the Braves. This is like 1990s all over again. Um but for the Dodgers to—I mean—they have beaten the Padres twenty-three of the last twenty-eight times coming into the series. And they dominated
1: them as much as the Yankees dominated the Twins. Yes, yes. That is what's so disappointing about the Twins is that other teams do this. Other teams can come from behind and pull off upsets
3: that they never do. Mm-hmm.
1: Other teams win Super Bowls without, you know, as the fucking six seed. That never happened, right?
0: So, um, well, the Packers Philly, and Steelers,
1: Philly, I think, Padres, are both one Yeah, it? Packers do it. Giants do it. Yeah, uh, Steelers Philly, have done it. Phillies, Padres, I like that. I I like that uh, well, matchup. Well, I assume the Yankees are going to win this thing by the time this comes out. I'd be stunned if the Yankees didn't win.
0: Well, so we're all on the Padres, right? We want the Padres to win. We don't want the Phillies, right?
1: I mean, uh, if, you, if you've got Houston and the Padres, help me in. Um. Yeah, you know, Houston's my pick to win the whole thing. Um. Yeah, Padres. I would like to see the Padres in there. That would be. Uh, you have a lot of stars in that series. Houston, San Diego. They got a lot of big names. So mm-hmm. hopefully, that is it. Um, so that, I, I don't think the Yankees can beat Houston. Seattle. What a what an effort. And you know, Saturday in college football, and I had the. Uh, the baseball game on the other screen and you're just kind of paying attention to it then it gets you well know, six hours later like they still haven't scored and kind of the second game we've had in the playoffs like that and
0: I flipped, I flipped over to the baseball game as soon as as soon as Tennessee beat Alabama And... Uh, I, 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 Seattle lost this series though in game one you can't you can't give up that lead you you cannot lose that game. Game one against Houston. You just can't. No,
1: and then Houston, you know, barely got past them, but their pitching, again, their pitching is so deep, and they could go 18 innings, and they still probably had, you know, seven or eight innings they could have gone with pitching, because they had another starter in the bullpen, and they would, Luis you know, Garcia was the guy they brought in who was a starter. Mm-hmm. think to pitch the final five innings, and he shut them down, and players well, had to go back to Robbie Ray again just to finish off the game. So just great pitching depth by Houston when mm-hmm. they brought Porter run. So.
0: Well, I don't yeah. I don't agree with Seattle's approach though at the plate in the latter in the later stages of this game. Everyone was trying to be the hero. You just got to you just got to try and get on base. And I felt like everyone was just trying to swing for the fences. I do, I didn't like the offensive approach by the Mariners,
1: and you know, they had Tampa Bay and Cleveland go what fifteen innings yes. last weekend. Yep, I mean, they have two of these. I mean, there's never been two games like this ever that's gone this far without any runs in a postseason. So this happened twice a week. You no, know, it's it, it gets to a point where it's no fun to watch anymore. You know, you need something. So you know, we'll see what happens in the. Uh, Championship series, but, yeah, Phillies and Pottery, that's never happened before, so that is, that is
0: something different. I just, again, we need more of a, a sample size, but if just the, at first glance here with this new playoff format, I don't know if I would want the one or the two seeds. I think I'd rather be a three seed and, you know, have momentum. Yeah. But then again, you know, we the Cardinals... Got swept yeah. by the Phillies. So what does that matter, then? Huh. But at least in a two or three game series, if you're the three seed, you're at least you're playing at home. Yeah. Um. I think I'd rather be in that wild card series than get the bye. That's just me. But ma- again, that's the first. I need to see. I need to see how next year goes before I can ultimately make that decision because we'll have that larger sample size. Um, the Dodgers by far. This is the.
1: They have the highest winning percentage of any five-year stretch since
3: 1961.
1: Yeah. They are 20 percentage points better than the late 90s Braves were second. And the last five years of the Astros, they're at number four for best winning percentage over a five-year span. So, yeah. I mean, if, if, if Houston can win it, and I hope they do because of Dusty Baker because they want him to win one. Mm-hmm. This will be a six-year stretch of Houston making the World Series three times, winning two of them, getting to the championship series every year. Mm-hmm. They are the only baseball team ever to win a playoff series now in six straight years. Wow. There you go. Ne- nobody's ever done that. They are the first team to do it. So, uh I mean, I feel like they're underrated now. Everybody hates them for cheating. But that's gone, and their players have gone elsewhere, and they've done fine, and obviously Houston is done absolutely fine without the trash cans. Mm-hmm. So I don't think they'll ever get the, the, the respect they maybe deserve. So I, I wish they would win another one here, and I think they will.
0: More than likely, yes. I I yeah, and, I, and maybe Fernando Tatis Jr. isn't the straw that stirs the drink for for San Diego. Um, I just didn't expect them to do this without him. And Juan Soto has not played all that well for the Padres. But I would love to see Astros Padres in the World Series. That's the... That, I don't want to see Yankees. I don't want to see Phillies at all. Give me Astros Padres. Excuse me. Astros have made it three of the past five years. If
1: they make it this year, it'd be four to six. Whoa. I forgot the year they lost to Washington. Oh, yes. Yeah, Juan Soto finally got a big hit in that you know, seventh inning. Um, well, they finally beat the Dodgers. A good Padres. Did that. Um, what else? What else? I had something else. Who the hell knows? So. Um, oh, yeah. Ronald Acuna Jr. didn't play last year for the Braves. And he's their big star. And they ended up winning that. So. Yeah. Teams can win without their big guys. And I don't know, like, Padres have Tatis, they've got Machado, they've got Soto. They're not going to get rid of Manny Machado. He's been already done.
0: Yes. Yes, he has. Especially they trade the it for, they, they
1: trade They traded for Soto. He hasn't done as well as you would think. They could still trade him. And At this point, nobody likes Tatis. So, if I mean... You know, you could probably get a lot for Tatis if you trade him. He's young, you know, suspended. So you, I wouldn't be stunned if he was maybe traded. Oh, Why would. would And they need some pitchers. They they they've got a couple holes to fill in the starting staff, in San Diego. And there's a really good pitcher this year. He's a free agent. His name's Jacob Degrom, so they should sign him, uh, and he should go to San Diego instead of wasting his time
0: with the Probably, that would be a good idea. Uh, Bob, Costas, here, Bob Costas apparently dropped this a uh, nugget during the um, during the Guardians-Yankees series that the Giants may try and get in on the Aaron Judge sweepstakes because he used to uh, cheer for them growing up.
1: I don't think he's going back to the Yankees. I don't know where he's going.
0: You don't think he's going to go to the Yankees? I
1: don't think so.
0: Wow, okay.
1: They had their shot, and he said, nope. And now he's had one of the great seasons ever, so good for him.
0: Yeah, I I, I would be stunned if he didn't resign with the Yankees, but just I what I, I, I heard Bob Costa say, that, I'm like, whoa, okay, maybe maybe there's something there. Um but yeah, we'll see. Uh, let's go to... Oh, the way I say, I didn't see a second of this game,
1: but it looked like the second straight week of a great Thursday night matchup between the Bears hard. and Washington. Just Al, Al Michaels has to be just thrilled to be having to
0: do football games at damn near
1: 80 years
4: old. Um
0: can't play them now. Why? Um, yeah, well, I mean, at least it was a good fourth quarter. We
4: can't
1: play no, games. No, We'll play him later. Uh-huh. If no one's got any trouble going to sleep...
0: Watch Thursday night. Yeah, right? Can I play them? Yeah, you can play them down here. Uh, yeah, the, the, I don't stream any of this shit. I'm not streaming any of the of the games, <laughs> so I'm not, not doing it. Uh, let's go to the NBA. The NBA tip's off this week, so we better do a quick season preview here. And... Oh, I had a fantasy draft last night. Oh, you did? How'd that go?
1: That was okay. Okay. About it, it's one reason to keep me somewhat
0: interested in this. Okay. Um. In the East, uh, a lot of teams. A lot of teams. In the, East. the East has gotten a has gotten really good in a hurry. Um, I feel safe in saying no to the Magic, no to the Wizards, probably no to the Pacers. And no to the Knicks. I hate... I, I really despise this play-in tournament, though, because you get the 7 through the 10 team. So maybe it's just easier to go, like... Go 1 through it. I'm ignoring it. Go 1 through 8. Okay. I it's mean... Really- who, who do you think's the best team in the East? Is it... Uh, is it that Boston? Is it
4: Philadelphia? Is Travis, to play. Yes. Yep. We're yep. doing this.
0: The same as grown-ups too yes here. yes we're doing we'll play a card game as soon as I'm done here with you yep, with Travis oh
4: no, no it's up.
0: like it's like war uh we're just uh Dad, trying to see who has the most cards Dad, at the end I'll yes
4: keep
1: these, I'll keep yeah, well, you know, it always stinks to pick the
0: team that won last year yep hey,
4: Daddy, yes, yes. please yep. have yep. to play it, you have yes. to be super quiet Okay. And do not make a wish.
0: Just like you should be super quiet right now, right? Or who do you, you who are you picking to, to make it out of the Eastern Conference in the NBA, Noah?
4: It's a it's a, it's a game who gets the trophy yeah.
0: wins. Yes. And it's the West. Wow! Well, how about the West. West? Who's who's making it out of the West in the NBA? What
4: he said actually
0: makes a lot of sense.
4: Well. All my kids, all my friends, we went to my swimming lessons, and they thought it was the YMCA.
0: Oh, they did? Oh. Yeah,
4: but it was just swimming oh, lessons. Was it, That's not fair. It's
0: not fair. Should we pick the Golden State Warriors to win? Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: Because I think we are, but I think the Warriors, can't, Warriors cannot win because... Because, remember, you were watching the Warriors, and, and they
0: lost. Oh, that's true. Oh, that's a good point. When I was watching the Warriors last, they lost. So, because they didn't want to
4: I game
1: want to kid someday, and this I can have conversations. Yes.
4: Yes. That it was another team trying to win, and yeah. then they lost, and then the bad team wins. Yeah,
0: that's like the Bison winning against the Jackrabbits, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, because
0: the Rabbits can really win. Yeah, but Vikings can win. They can, yep. Yeah. See, listen, we're teaching them young here, the Travis. That's the key mm-hmm. here. Teach he likes them
1: young. Like the Vikings, he like gold Vikings.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll get some uh, on uh, side. Okay. Um. So I, I think um, uh, Milwaukee, Boston. Those are my top. Obviously,
1: we, I am not Philadelphia. Like, no thank you. You're. You've
0: had your chance. Yep, not, I'm not even touch. I'm not touching the nets.
1: Brooklyn, get the hell out of here. No to Miami. Um, I think it's Boston and Milwaukee. Uh, let's go back to Milwaukee. So I want to pick Boston. If both teams are good. I'll pick Milwaukee to win.
0: Well, Boston's head coach has been suspended because he had an affair with a uh, with uh, like a with a team employee. So I don't know. But what... that's, that's another. I don't understand what was so. I. I don't either. See, I don't,
1: I don't, what, what were the details where that was so serious? Because that did not sound serious at all. And they said, no, you're done for the year.
0: Yeah, I, I don't like, know. What, I feel like that was a, I don't understand at what, all. What, what, what do we expect from Brooklyn? Like, is, is KD and, and Kyrie going to last all year? This,
1: is, this has got to be their last year together. They've barely been together. This has got to be it. Either this works this year or it doesn't. I, like Kyrie Irving, I traded him for my fantasy game because I was sick of him. Mm-hmm. Huh. I, I I can't imagine he'll be there next year. Like who would want him?
0: Nah, I don't know.
1: I you know go go to the Lakers, you want to, go to the Lakers, go go with LeBron somewhere. But if I'm Brooklyn, I'm like I like to keep Kevin Durant, but what is it? It, it hasn't gotten you anything. You haven't won anything with this with this.
0: Nucleus that you have. I really am intrigued by the Central because I, you know, of course, Milwaukee with Giannis, I'll pick them as the one. I, I really like the Cavs with Donovan Mitchell, too. I think that's a very intriguing. Chicago should be good again this year. Detroit might be a little better. I think I could see Detroit maybe sliding into that 10 seed there. Um, but yes.
4: Three, to talk to him. Okay,
0: three more minutes. That's I can get that done in three minutes. Um, I like Boston, Brooklyn, Philadelphia, and Toronto in the Atlantic, and, we and then three minutes is it's over, Southeast then Atlanta and Miami. Have to play this
4: game. Okay. Okay.
0: Yes. Uh, Your teams
1: in the South. I guess uh, I would I
0: guess control. I would go. F- I yeah I'd say maybe Charlotte would be that first team out for me. I would go. F- Four from the Atlantic, four from the Central, and then two from the Southeast. I, I. Yeah. I don't I like it. not picking Charlotte, uh, but my, I'm gonna pick a all Central. I'm gonna pick Cleveland against Milwaukee in the fine in the Eastern uh, Conference Final. Okay, uh,
1: Cleveland
0: intrigued by them. I will go Boston and Bucks. Okay, I'll go Bucks winning it because why not? And then in the West, boy, the West is good this year, uh, in part. I'll I, I tell you the team I'm maybe most intrigued by, and that's the or would have been most intrigued by, and that would be the Thunder if Chet Holmgren were playing, but he's out for the year. I think the, the Jazz w- lost Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. They have a lot of players, but that's pretty much all it is. They, they have it's just players. Uh, so if I'm looking in the Northwest Division – Of course, I'm taking the Nuggets and the Timberwolves. Uh, Maybe the Trailblazers? There's four teams in the West. The Clippers are going to be really good this year. Uh, The Warriors, of course. I'm touching the Lakers. Uh, The Suns, they should be good. The Mavericks, Pelicans, yes, the Grizzlies, of course. Uh, So if I'm picking ten teams in the West... Uh, Taking three from the Southwest, the Pelicans, Mavericks, and Grizzlies. Taking uh, four from the, no, three from the Pacific, Warriors, Clippers, and Suns. Taking, I mean, Portland still has Damian Lillard, right, last I checked? so you got to take the Lakers. I'm not taking the Lakers. I'm not. I can't. I won't. Do it. Give me... I'll make the eight. I'll take Denver
1: and Minnesota, and um, take Memphis and Dallas. Portland, Portland, and the Lakers. I can come down to Portland and the Lakers for that last spot. Hmm. Like, like when you when you're talking about these these eight and nine and ten teams, these are appear to be bad teams this year. I mean, you. I mean, everybody but four or five teams make it. Mm-hmm you know, the Jazz and the Thunder. Hello. yo! Rockets and the Spurs. Uh oof. That's a little robot.
4: Oof. The robot. Yeah. I, 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 I
1: like I like what the Timberwolves did with Rudy Gobert.
4: I do
0: too.
1: I think they win I think Minnesota wins a playoffs series.
0: I agree. I I like the Timberwolves a lot. I I mean <laughs> Jokic is, of course, really good. Got the Warriors and the Clippers. Clippers should be good this year. Can the Clippers actually get through? Uh, I would love did to see. Did Leonard play? Well, he didn't play last year, did he? He didn't. But So Leonard comes back. They have John Wall this year. Um, Clippers, Warriors, uh, I, I. But the Grizzlies, you know... Was last year a flash in the pan for them, or is this a sustainable? I mean, they almost lost to the Timberwolves. So, yeah, I'm going to go Warriors-Clippers-Western Conference Final. I'll go Warriors-Bucks in the NBA Finals. I'll go Warriors to win it all again. Why not?
1: Same thing, yes.
0: Um, I just need some... I want to I, I
1: do something for the basketball, since I struggle hearing about it. Yep. I want to come up with a uh, player of the week like we do for baseball.
0: Okay. Okay. We can do that.
1: But maybe wait till maybe after Christmas maybe or we'll, we'll give us a few weeks. Uh, maybe every other week come up with an unknown
0: player that I like. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, speaking of uh, doing those sorts of things, we didn't get the college football games here. Do you have a game of the week this week for college football?
1: Uh, uh, yeah. This, this is not a good week. College and
0: NFL. Last week was good. This is not. What, what did I do last? Uh, last week, uh, you, last week you nailed it. You had Alabama. Tennessee is the game of the week. You game had you, you had for your upsets. Tennessee over Alabama. OK State yeah. over TCU, which almost happened, and then Illinois over Minnesota, which did happen. Your watch your ass game of the week was Clemson at Florida State and Mississippi State against Kentucky. So. Across the board, you were dominant. All right,
1: right, was a bad game of the week. Is Kansas State TCU? Okay. I guess Texas is a six-point favorite at Oklahoma State. Oregon is a six-point favorite all versus UCLA. I guess this is an upset. LSU is a point and a half favorite at home versus old miss. So you're taking old miss over LSU? Old Miss is gonna win. Yeah, when when has a unranked team ever been favored against a top end team?
0: Good question.
1: Without like any injuries or anything that I'm aware
0: of.
1: Yep. So we're going based on point spread a point and a half favorite. I guess. I hope Syracuse. I just don't give them any hope against.
0: No. I don't either.
1: I I wish Ohio State was at Iowa instead of hosting. Um, I thought who did Alabama play a couple weeks ago? Arkansas. I thought it would be closer. I thought Arkansas would play them closer. Somehow Penn State is only a a four-and-a-half-point favorite versus Minnesota. Good. I don't.
0: Is that is that your watch your ass game of the week? No, I think Penn State rattles them. Okay, what's your watch your ass game of the week? All right, here's one. I don't want it. I don't like it to happen,
1: but uh, Memphis at Tulane. Oh yeah. Tulane is a seven point favorite. I hope they win, but Tulane. We're gonna watch your ass.
0: Well, we know <laughs> if Memphis gets a big lead in the in the game that. Tulane's going to come back and win because Memphis had a 17-0 lead against East Carolina last week and lost, and they had a 19, like a 19-point lead in the fourth quarter against um, Houston the week before and lost in the fourth quarter. So if Memphis has a big lead, they're going to lose.
1: No, way to say. And North Carolina ranked 22nd, I think, is a joke. <laughs> they may go like 9-3, 10-2, that's a joke of a team. Yeah. And if Clemson has to, if Clemson makes the playoff, which they should at this point, some ACC team has to go to the Orange Bowl. Like, is that going to be Wake Forest? Is that going to be Syracuse?
0: Oh, the, it better be the Q's. Nothing says Orange Bowl like the orange going there. got to be the Q's.
1: Well, I think it's between those two. I think it's between hopefully Syracuse or Wake Forest. Yes. Yep. So, oh, yeah.
0: Very That's good. We uh, anything else we need to get to before we say so long?
1: Went to a rally. I've never been to, like, a political rally before. And there was one at the Corn Palace tonight for Jamie Smith, the governor. Okay. Um, it was him and a couple other people running for a bunch of Democrats running for office. Brian Bangs, he's uh, going up against Dune had a guy for Public Utilities Commission. had a guy for County Commission. Secretary of State. So that was good. And had a couple other people. There was a decent crowd. So it was good. to I'd never been to one of those before. So we did that tonight at the Corn Palace. And Jamie area. You know, he, he's not going to win. He's going to be awfully close. He's probably going to lose by about four, four, four points. But he seemed like a nice guy and somebody I would much rather have for governor. Do you think That's,
0: he's got any chance at all whatsoever?
1: I just don't. It, it's it's close, by I see it pretty much the same as it well was four years ago. Okay. It's just the same. No, it is close. Like, you have to be really bad to be a Republican and have a post-race. And I, I hope we win. That, that would be so great. But it's, I just don't see it happening. You know, we probably lose probably by about... Ten to twelve thousand votes short. So yeah, he seems good. He said stuff that I agree with, though. So, yeah, you you'd be a lot better at this job than who we have now.
0: Oh yeah, because he actually cares about the state of South Dakota and not the. <laughs> like being a normal person, like
1: just be nice. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. I gave you the giant stat. Here's one from from Kyle Shanahan. 49ers head coach they somehow lose to atlanta
0: yeah that's bad it's so bad
1: I mean, i've shared this before he was 46 and 46 in his career including the playoffs going into sunday game and he's never been over 500 career. really and really? that was the shot for him to go over 500 as he approaches 100 games of coaching and so they will have to try that in a, in a couple weeks again, and they have another shot to maybe put him over five.
0: Yeah, they aren't beating the Chiefs this week, I don't think. No,
1: it, it might be a while. And Kirk, uh, Kirk finally gets some wins here, so that's good for his pitching record. Yes. Kirk,
0: now it's 64-60-2 mm-hmm. in his career, four games over. Keep it, keep it going, Kurt keep it going. Yeah, the thing about him is you know like he's like
1: he's having a worse years. This might be the worst year he's had as a Viking but he's winning. So it's just oh're they're, they're winning games so you know people don't poop on him as much.
0: I think though once the once this offense really gets going he's going to be good. It's it's a work in progress for everyone.
1: I tell you, he's got nine, he's nine touchdowns, five interceptions. He's, he's throwing way more interceptions than he usually does.
0: But Kevin O'Connell was going to be okay with that. And three of them came in that loss to Philadelphia. I mean, if you look yeah. at it, he has two interceptions in the other five games. Yeah.
1: His quarterback rating is usually around 100 this year 88. Like, his numbers across the board are down quite a bit. And it's early, but it doesn't matter because they're winning. If they were 2-4, and four, it'd be all his fault. Mm-hmm. But it's just that sports thing of, oh, he's winning now, the quarterback's winning. So, if again, if you're the Giants, like, Daniel Jones has been better, but don't go nuts and think oh daniel jones now has figured it out we're good for the next 10 years it's like well you've gotten pretty fortunate here this, this past month yeah so you want to make the playoffs saquon barkley's finally healthy but you know, daniel jones doing good but don't don't do what jacksonville did with the plate right <laughs> like they won they almost got to the super bowl he played well, but I don't think you got to give him, give him a long-term deal.
0: Like Mortals, who just recently retired. So, there you Rest
1: go. a hell of a career.
0: Yes. Very good. Anything else we, before we say so long?
1: That should be it. A lot of, lot of, lot of sports things. A yes. lot of busy... All the sports are happening.
0: It's great. It's, that, this is a great time of the year with NHL uh, dropping the puck on their season last week. NBA tipping off this week. Uh, college football course going on, baseball playoffs, NFL, so much to get into. and uh, we'll, we'll keep... I, I
1: I did get into the baseball because I think of those upsets of, oh, the Dodgers, they're down to their last. They got to win. Oh, the Yankees got to win this game. So that was the Braves. Were I, I like that there were well, those teams were down to their final game.
3: Yeah.
1: And I have finally found a way to post the podcast in one Show instead of in oh. two in two uh, parts because sometimes it, it gets lengthy. Yes,
0: yes, it does.
1: And I post it to iTunes, and it doesn't like anything over a certain size. Well, I have now found a site to keep the show the same length oh. without splitting it into two, and it's the same quality. So that is, we'll yes. I have one link for the show forever. I don't care if the damn show's six hours long.
0: <laughs> awesome, awesome, very good. Thank you. That's good. Excellent. Oh yeah,
1: did, did uh, Charlie tell you about his bets?
0: Yes, I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna talk to him uh, 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 later on here, and uh, I will be bringing up the bet. We'll, we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yes. Good. Yeah, and I know he's he's having some issues getting the uh, place lined up to actually do it. Yeah. But well, then, then,
1: I, I would not do that. But. Uh... He's, he's, he's a bigger man than I
0: am. Yes. Well, it, yes. Uh, well, I'll certainly get into it. And uh, But, yeah, that's uh, not a bet I would have done. Let's, let's just us no, that.
4: No, I would not have done that.
0: I would have much rather put a Kirk Cousins jersey on like uh, Mr. Rust would have.
1: I bet I him 10 years ago in Farb Lost, you know, 2010, and I had to have a stupid mustache for a week. and That was my bet with Charlie.
0: At least he didn't have to bleach it. Hang on, I look like old oh, holy. <laughs> not, that's not a bad thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, murder, she wrote. Except on oh, the West rest Coast. in peace,
1: yeah, yes. murder.
0: She wrote. Except on the West Coast. Uh, Angela yeah. Lansbury, rest in peace, but uh, an good homage uh, to Pat Summerall, who... <laughs> good word So damn funny. So damn fine. <laughs> all right. You have a great rest of your week, my friend, and we'll, we'll chat next week. Uh, good luck with all the calls you have this week. All right. I'll see you later. Travis Cranes right. joining me here. Sports Block Podcast. Always appreciate his time, as always. A lot that we got into there. Noah made some appearances. College football, NFL, Dakota marker remains in Brookings, NBA season preview mini one, baseball playoffs, so much. And you can find this podcast available on podcast.com. Are we still doing it on iTunes? I'll, I'll confirm that with Travis here. Um... But uh, a link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week on Twitter at Andy Stacken, Facebook Nathan Stackin, T- Travis on Twitter at Travis Krins. Like I said, a link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. We'll get Charlie Hildebrand on next to talk some college football and the bet that he made with a colleague on the Vikings and Dolphins, and it didn't end in Charlie's favor. We'll talk about that all next. Coming up here on the Sports Block Podcast, available on podcast.com and on iTunes. We continue here on the Sports Block podcast. We have plenty to, uh, we have more to talk about regarding college football because it was such a magnificent weekend filled with so many great games. And who better to do that with than our resident college football expert and also uh, with a new look uh, from the Northwest Iowa Review. It's Charlie Hildeblon. Charlie, how are you doing? I'm
2: good. You know, based off, uh, you know, a bunch of orange teams having success recently, I figured I should make sure my hair and facial hair, uh, kind of come close to that
0: color. Yes. Uh, so let's just start right there. Charlie Hildebrand, of course, joining us. Um, you made a bet with Justin Rust, I believe, right? Is he a, a, a colleague of yours?
2: Yep, co worker. He is the yep. managing editor at our newspaper. Okay. And a former sports editor himself.
0: Okay. So he's a Vikings fan. You're a Dolphins fan. Of course, the Vikings played the Dolphins this last weekend, and I'll let you lay it out. What was the bet that you two had in place?
2: So basically, I'd been thinking about this for a while to come up with some kind of bet because as you know, and I'm sure most of your listeners know, since the Dolphins are in the AFC and the Vikings are in the NFC, unless they play in the Super Bowl which based off the last two, you know, 35 years, doesn't seem like that's going to happen anytime soon for those two franchises, Correct. unfortunately. So since they only play every four years, I thought we should make a wager and there should actually be some stakes. And, you know, if you're a guy, you can bet 20 or 50 bucks, and if you lose, it kind of sucks. The amount of, I mean, neither of us are wealthy individuals. The amount of money we would have to bet that would really be like, oh, man, this is really a lot of stakes here. It's like, I don't want to do that. That doesn't seem, you know, safe or what you should do in your mid to late 30s. So I've tried to come up with something that would have stakes but would not be so incredibly expensive but would also be, you know, like, hey, I definitely don't want to lose because this could be embarrassing. So uh, Justin, Vikings fan, like I said, although I think like many Vikings fans, uh, really hates Kirk Cousins at quarterback. I don't get it. And,
0: but yeah, that's th- the common perception out there.
2: And routinely complains about Kirk Cousins. So if the Dolphins beat the Vikings, he was going to have to buy a purple uh, Captain Kirk Vikings t shirt and wear it every Friday through the Super Bowl. But if the Dolphins lost, which they did. Uh, I would have to dye my hair blonde and keep it that way for at least a week.
0: And your beard, and, uh, right? right there. The, the I didn't have there?
2: to do the beard. I just okay. did the beard myself because okay. I wanted to be a good sport about it. And if I lose, I was going to lose going all the way. It wasn't going to be like a half-ass
0: thing. Yes. Yep.
2: And uh, was at home, went to my parents' house in uh, North Sioux City with the express thought of being like, "Hey, if the Dolphins lose, I want to start this seven-day clock." as fast as possible. Mm -hmm. And since Sioux city, you know, Metro area of like 150,000 people is way bigger than Sheldon's 5,500 people. Mm -hmm. I thought it would be easier to find a place open on Sunday. And I did find a few places. And actually there's, uh, I don't know if it's a national chain or a regional chain. I won't name it specifically, but, uh, thought I would be able to get it done there. And, uh, essentially was rebuffed on, uh, Sunday afternoon. Really? So it wasn't until today that I got my hair uh, dyed, and it took about two hours total. But I mean, I think it's worth it in the end. I, I feel good.
0: So, did you explain why you were getting your hair dyed to um, to whoever did it? Uh, whoever did your hair.
2: I did. I called this morning and asked if there would be any time available in the next few days. She said today at three. And, like, the first thing I said was, I lost a bet, so I have to get my hair bleached blonde. And then she didn't bring it up then, but when I went in today, she asked about it and said something to the effect of, like, do I even want to know what you were betting on? And I was like, well, it's nothing bad, you know, mm-hmm. inappropriate or anything. It was just a football game. And my stupid team decided to not make any Or you know, not convert on any uh, possessions deep into Minnesota territory in
0: the first half. Yep. Or you know, like just how about commit five penalties on one drive that wiped out two touchdowns?
2: Yeah. I mean, true. Yeah. The first one, I think it was more a sack. I mean, the penalties didn't help, but they got sacked on third down, which put them out of field goal range. mm -hmm. And then the second one was the one where I think you said it was like five on one drive. There were three times it was like, oh, hey, guess what? They're down at the 10. Nope, just kidding. Coming back, it's another penalty.
0: I got to say that that was one of the worst games I think I've seen in a while. I mean, the Vikings offense was absolutely dreadful. Um,
2: and Against the Miami defense that at least this year is not known to be an elite defense.
0: I, was, I went into this game, Charlie, and I, I mentioned it to you on Facebook. I fully expected the Viking defense to give up 300 yards to Skylar Thompson because that's kind of what the Vikings do. They make rookie quarterbacks or quarterbacks that you've never heard of look good. I don't know, like Cooper Rush last year for the Cowboys. Like, that's just what we expect as Vikings fans. And it looked like Thompson was going to have a good game. And then he gets knocked out with a thumb injury. And here comes Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, Teddy's a very serviceable backup. He's played well in the past. He's former Vikings, so this is kind of that revenge factor. So I feel better with the result of the game because Teddy is a a more capable quarterback than than Skylar Thompson is. Uh, And the Vikings defense did a good job for the most part. Most of Teddy's yards, I feel like, came in semi-garbage time, if not garbage time, after the Vikings were up by multiple scores. But I would be lying to you if I told you that after Greg Joseph missed that extra point, that I didn't feel worried, like, okay, crap, here come the Dolphins. Like, they're going to win 17-16. And right after they scored that touchdown to make it 16-10, I was like, oh shit. Yep, here, here it goes. This is actually going to happen.
2: All I know is that Dalvin Cook, I think it was Dalvin Cook, but some running back scored on a long touchdown yes. run for the Vikings. Yep, it was Cook. To make it 23-10 or 24-10, if 20, I remember
0: right. 24-10 after uh, they converted the two-point conversion.
2: Didn't even see the two-point conversion. I yelled a bunch of expletives in my parents' house and stormed out to drive to Morningside, which is about a 20-minute drive uh, from where they lived to... Uh, my hair died, And then it didn't even come to work out that day, so that made me even more angry and frustrated. But, but I, I mean, I listened to some of it on the radio. Mm-hmm. Before I went in, I was going to be like, I'm making sure that they did not come back and win, oh, even it, though I had no faith that the Dolphins would do that. Hey, if
0: any team and, would do it, it would be the Vikings that would allow it. And they almost did. Like, just convert on third down there with, like, two minutes and 40 seconds left, and you can run out the clock. But no, the Vikings can't do that. They they just, it's not in their DNA.
2: It's unfortunate that this game basically just kind of turned into a suck-off between our two teams. Yes. It's just like, hey, guess what? Do you want to win this game? We're like, nah, we don't want to win it. How about you try? It's like, nah, I don't think we want to win it either. And it's also The other thing, too, I've been incredibly spoiled by NFL Reds on the last few years. Yes. I don't ever watch regular season games like in their entirety, right? At least not on Sunday afternoon. You know, because the Dolphins are rarely on TV, and I don't have Sunday ticket; that's too expensive. Mm-hmm. So I just get Red Zone, and I see more of the Dolphins that way than I would regularly. You know, just watching. You know, like the Bears playing, getting a check in. Yep. But it is weird when you go from red zone all the time to being like, oh man, I got to watch every commercial break now, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh no, like they're definitely not going anywhere on this drive. But I uh, got to watch this through to the punt day. It was, it's weird. This is the first time I've really had to recalibrate because I uh, had a lot on the line.
0: Well, you and I are both of the mindset that NFL red zone is great. Like it's changed the way I watch NFL football. Like you just mentioned. Um, I do want when the Vikings are on. I will just watch the Vikings. I will flip like at halftime. I'll flip to Red Zone just to see what's going on. But otherwise, if the Vikings aren't playing at noon or at the you know 3:20 whatever Sundays at no- for seven hours of uh, you know non-stop non-commercial or commercial-free football with Scott Hansen, That's what I'm watching on, and it's NFL Red Zone or bust for me. It, it's got to be that way.
2: I guess I, for you know your perspective as a Vikings fan, I guess I don't know how often this happens, but if the Vikings are one of the first games to end, then I'm sure it's great where you're like, hey. I don't have to watch whatever game they jump me to next. I can just jump straight to Red Zone exactly, and see all five of these games ending at the same time. Yes,
0: yes, absolutely. I, it, yeah, it. I don't, I don't even wait to. Oh, look, we're gonna flip to Tampa Bay, Pittsburgh. Nope. Uh, excuse me, I'm just gonna flip over to Red Zone, and oh, you know, I'm gonna catch kickoff of Panthers Rams because I, you know what, they're gonna show it to me anyway. So I'm, I'm fine. Let's just flip to Red Zone. Red Zone's the best. <laughs>
2: The only minor thing I would say about Red Zone that I would kind of like to see them do, and it's possible this could get some backlash from some people, I would take a couple, two or three of the noon games and move them to the afternoon window. I'm okay with the noon window having more games, but there are times where it's like there's only three afternoon games and they all kind of stink, and you're just like, oh, man, there is... This is way less entertaining than the dude ones. And they all so, go
0: to commercial at the same time, and then they have to go back. Like, oh, what are we going to talk about here? Yeah. For, well, for okay, like, hey,
2: guess what? You missed the highlights of this Bengals Jaguars game. You want to see some of those? Yeah, <laughs> please.
0: Yes, indeed, indeed. Well, uh, so are you going to sign off with everything now here this week as Charlie Hildebrand when the paper or online your take five and everything like that?
2: I mean, maybe I didn't think about doing that. I'm, I might have some of those. I'd have to get okay with other people higher above me. But mm-hmm. I may, uh, I may try that. We'll uh, see.
0: They are aware of your bet, though. With Mister Rust, right? Like this wasn't
2: Um, the sports editor, the managing editor, and the editor in chief. Now, I actually don't know if anyone else in the office did. Okay. I mean, some of them do now because it's on Facebook.
1: But Mm -hmm.
2: like, if I'm being truly and completely honest, like the people who truly run things upstairs, I don't know if any of them know or not. Okay. So that might be a surprise to them tomorrow.
0: Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. When you walk into the office. That, uh, let me know how that goes, because uh, I'm interested in. Now, it wasn't a complete wash, though, for you this weekend here uh, with... You know, that with the, the Dolphins losing because we did get a big win on Saturday, and that's where we'll start our college football talk with the Dakota Marker staying in Brookings for the third consecutive year. Three straight years now. The Jackrabbits have beaten the bison for the Dakota marker. This one, I'll be honest with you, Charlie, when it was 21-7.5, I'm like, crap. Why can't they just win? Like, what's going on here? Why did the bison have to win? And all of a sudden, a completely different Jackrabbit team comes out in the second half, outscoring the Bison 16 to nothing, outgaining them 248 to 74, and winning 23-21. It's like, oh my gosh, this just feels so good beating the Bison again up in Fargo, especially
2: in a big-time rivalry game. I got to hand it to our Jackrabbits for really embracing their pettiness of trying to look really bad in the first half on purpose <laughs> just to make it more painful when they beat North Dakota State. Yes. The
0: yep. It's great. Um, I love that. I love the fact that College Game Day uh, did a little segment on. It. I love that ESPN Ryan McGee came up uh, and did a story on the Dakota. Marker. I missed
2: Game Day. I did read McGee's story on the Dakota marker. That so, was a good, there, there was stuff in there I did not know, which was, I thought was pretty interesting.
0: Yes, I agree. I didn't know about you know the eight hundred or seven hundred you know markers that they put yeah, across the entire I. state like that. That's very heavy, very heavy. Eight hundred pounds of quartzite uh, per marker. That's that's rather significant. Um, but
2: yeah, college, I thought it was eighty pounds, not eight hundred. I thought it was
0: eight hundred. Maybe
1: I,
2: either way, either way, it's incredibly heavy, it. regardless.
0: I'll try and find that here, but um, it, it was it was cool nonetheless. Um, uh But, yeah, ESPN, like, they did, like, a minute video or whatever about the Dakota marker, and then they came back, and they're like, oh, what do we think is going to happen here? And Desmond Howard's like, oh, I think the Bison are going to win. Uh, Kirk Herbstreet said, yeah, the Bison have lost two in a row. They're angry. I think they win this game. David Pollock really didn't add much. And then Reese turns to Bear, and Bear's like, you know what? A lot of people are picking the Bison because of the name recognition, but if you look at it, SDSU is a better team, so I'm taking the Jacks. Then they made the picks during Saturday selection, and everyone picked the Bison except for Pat McAfee picked the Jacks. I did see
2: that McAfee picked the Jacks, and I appreciated (laughs) that he stayed on brand after doing that a couple years ago on game day.
0: Well, and that's how he got his start with game day is when they came to Brookings. He was the guest picker, so... That's why, in large part, he's on. Yeah, if if I
2: remember right, it was they couldn't get Ben Terry because he was still playing. Yes. So it yep. was like, hey, I'll just get the guy that held for me all these years. Yep.
0: Yep. And that, that's how it all started. So, um, yeah, that's exactly how, you know... How Pat McAfee got there, like the sleeveless shirt. Like whenever they show, like I think even when uh, when they announced, when ESPN announced that Pat McAfee was going to be part of the show, which I'm glad he is. He's going to take over for Corso here when Corso is done um, soon. Uh, but when that happens, um, then uh, where was I going with this? They, they, when when they announced it. They showed Pat McAfee, and he was in the Jackrabbit cutoff sweatshirt from game day. Like that's how they announced it. So yeah, it's uh, it's definitely there. So very good. And I do see oh, eight hundred pound, uh, eight hundred pounds of quartzite they drug across the plains here. That's what the that's what they say.
2: Each one was eight hundred pounds. Uh,
4: so. that's the thing. Was
2: it, I was I thought it was like it was eight hundred pounds in total, and then it was like we yeah, have I don't know. They broke, broke that down. Maybe not. though. They I don't know a team. Of, Obviously, whatever they hold is not eight hundred pounds because most humans could not lift eight hundred pounds, let alone up to there chest yes, the trophy that they do
0: so here it is on september 19th 1891 charles bates of yankton south dakota began that process of splitting uh along the the seven standard parallel uh armed with surveyors tools and guided largely by the North Star above the prairie, a team of nine men located the tri-state corner where Minnesota bumps up against the, both Dakotas. They dug a post hole and filled it with a seven-foot-long, 800-pound quartzite marker carried over the plains and buried halfway. Uh, okay, and, and then, gotcha. So that
2: one was. So the, uh, those were, the ones that are buried are 800 pounds.
0: Yeah. The, the, but
2: obviously the trophy that. Strange hands is not 800 pounds. Right, that's
0: 75 pounds. Um, They spiked a total of 720 markers into the earth. So 720 of these 800 pounds pounds is just ridiculous. I don't know why they need to be that big. But regardless, very cool story. So ESPN did a whole bunch of stuff on it, and and rightfully so, because this isn't just a regular uh, rivalry. It was the fact that it was the top two teams in the country going against one another, and I talked with, you know, because I used to live in Fargo, and so I worked with, I still work with a bunch of people who live up in Fargo, and I asked a, a buddy who, um, who went to NDSU, and I, and I asked him earlier this week, I said, does this feel like it's kind of the beginning of the end for North Dakota State? They just seem more vulnerable this year. And he kind of agreed, not so much that maybe it's the beginning of the end, but certainly this year, Something feels different or off with this team because the bison lost or almost lost to Indiana State. It was thirty one to twenty six. And if you look at the remaining schedule,
2: they have like And they did lose to Arizona, which they did. Yep. this is not like a, this it's not like a great Arizona team.
0: A better Arizona team than last year, but, yeah, certainly, like, we've seen In, them.
2: Not Utah or USC or UCLA. Right, if they would and, have lost to one of those three, you'd be like, all right, those three are really, really good. And but, we've
0: seen the Bison go to Iowa City and beat Iowa. We've seen them go to Can- to Manhattan and beat Kansas State. This, is, this was different, and just the fact that Indiana State played them as close as they did, they still have Illinois State and Southern Illinois and North Dakota coming up here. I feel like the Bison are in a, a have a chance to lose at least one more game during the regular season, just just with how good the Valley looks. It, if SDSU can get by North Dakota, and that's going to be tough this week because it's been an emotional couple of weeks beating your rivals USD and NDsu. Don't trip up against UND. I, when I went through the schedule at the beginning of the year, I gave South Dakota State two losses. One was to Iowa, and one was to North Dakota. I had him beating North Dakota State, losing the following week. And it was so nice, so refreshing to hear Mason McCormick, I believe, the, the star offensive lineman for the Jacks, say, if we don't go up and handle business in North Dakota, this win doesn't mean as much, if anything. So... I like the mindset. I hope that's how they play, because North Dakota seems to be a better team than maybe we expect. You know, after, I mean, they gave Nebraska all they could handle there for a little while.
2: They did. At the Uh, same time, I would say that I think South Dakota State's better than Nebraska this year. But your point still stands. I'm not disputing what you're saying.
0: So, I I hope that the Jacks don't trip up against North Dakota, because if they don't, then their final three games, they should win... Fairly convincingly, home against Indi- uh, Indiana State for Hobo Day at Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa not that good this year. And then uh, who's the last game? Illinois State at home. They should win that one. Um,
2: it's worth noting that North Dakota State, maybe a little less so, but most Missouri Valley teams when they go to Northern Iowa and Cedar Falls, there's a lot of times weird stuff happens. Yes, there yes, agreed. inside that dome, so. Yep. I uh, I understand your point, but since it's in Cedar Falls, I would still say that there's a little bit of like, I I don't like that.
0: I agree, I, but I'm more nervous about North Dakota this year than I am Northern Iowa.
2: That's fair. That's, uh, I would agree with that.
0: So, do we think that SDSU is going to get by North Dakota this week? It's it's going to it's tough. There, this is a very interesting. And
2: it's at North Dakota. It is. Yep. I don't think they're going to. I hope they do, and I hope that I'm wrong. Texas just three consecutive games, though. And then being just like, oh, yeah, after this huge road win over the number one team in the country, you also have to go on the road again to another really good team, too. Yeah.
0: And we don't and know what just, the, the status it, of Isaiah Davis is with his hurt shoulder, if he's going to be out this week or how many weeks he's going to be out. They, they're, they're supposed to get Tucker Kraft back, which is good. But, I mean. That would be great. Losing Davis hurts. I, I, th- I think they still should win, but this is by no means. Am I, I? I'm very nervous about this, but I like the mindset at least that this team has. Like, yes, we took care of business, we won the Dakota Marker, but it doesn't mean jack shit if we don't beat North Dakota and handle our business.
2: True. No. No. I mean, it still means something because they'd have to, like a tiebreaker over them, um, but. Over North Dakota State,
0: but right, but they anyway, are in the well, driver's yeah. seat. It would,
2: like t- it would, a lot of the goodwill you've built up, instantly goes out the window. Yes, to turn
0: and the road to Frisco goes through Brookings this year. If the Jacks win out, they are the one seed, the undisputed one seed.
2: I think, depending on who you lose to, they, they could. If they lost at UNI. I mean, they might not be the one. I guess I'm, part of this is just me thinking of prior or previous years, where it's less that I want South Dakota State specifically to get the ones, and it's more that I just don't want North Dakota State to have the ones seeing the whole way through. Right,
0: right. And that's why I think that there's a I made chance the mistake of
2: forgetting out. that there are other teams in. FCS football besides North Dakota State and South Dakota State.
0: Sacramento State's really good. Weber State's good this year. Uh, But both of those teams are in the big sky and they have to play against one another. So that's, uh, I mean, that's still uh, up for debate in terms of who's going to win that. Let me see when those two teams play one another here because I feel like it's relatively soon here. Uh, Let's Sacramento State. No, but they Sacramento State has to play Idaho. Uh, you know, Coach Eck there.
2: Um that, Vandals. Yes. Yeah. Steal an undefeated season. Yeah.
0: Sacramento and Weber State play November 5th in Utah. So that's that's the one I think that we have to keep our eyes on here. The winner of that, though, should yeah. Regardless. Good win for SDSU, and hopefully they take care of business against North Dakota. And it's always just good when when you beat North Dakota State. North Dakota State 45 and 2 in their last 47 home games there at the Fargo Dome, the two losses to the Jacks.
2: That is a step that I really that really warms my heart to hear I really hate North Dakota State.
0: <laughs> I do too. I really do. Uh it I you know the, the friend I was talking about, he's like I I honestly don't mind SDSU, I'll cheer for them to win. Like, you're a far better person than I am because I hate North Dakota State. I really do. Uh, As a
2: Nebraska fan, I understand what he's saying, though, that he thinks North Dakota State's better than South Dakota State. And national title-wise, they clearly are. And it's just being, it's the effect of being like, oh, hey, if I can't win, at least someone that's lesser than me that I don't totally disrespect wins. I mean, it's the equivalent of like when Nebraska was in the Big Twelve. But it'd be like, oh, hey, well, you know, if Nebraska loses to Kansas State, then I hope Kansas State does well because then it makes Nebraska look better. Mm -hmm.
0: I think it was more of like, I don't want James Madison or Sam Houston State winning the national championship, which, of course, we know James Madison can't this year because they're at FBS, but it's like, it's those teams that make him more upset than SDSU. So that's that's good. But uh, either way, that's... Uh, that, that's the Jacks' stance on things, and hopefully, like I said, they beat North Dakota this week. But we saw, I think, the best. This was honestly the best weekend of college football of the year. If you're looking at the, the just the ranked matchups and the games we got, I I want to say there was a week earlier where we had all those upsets and the chaos that was just super fun. What was that there was, yeah?
2: There was a big week. It was like week two or three, yeah, if I, I remember just, right. Yes, yep. I was That, that one was, was like. There does not look to be a bunch of great games, and there were a bunch of upsets and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, but I do I do agree that this one was better than that one.
0: And so let's this,
2: this one had like a lot of stuff on the line, and it delivered.
0: Yes, it absolutely did. This met the expectations and exceeded them in large part. And so let's just begin there in Knoxville. College Game Day was there. The sheriff was back. Peyton Manning was the guest picker, and he was on the sidelines for the the game and everything. And I've been saying for two or three weeks now, leading up to this game, I said, Tennessee's going to win this game. I'm I'm calling the shot right now. So this wasn't something I had just picked up on two or three days ago. I've been calling the shot for a few weeks. And, boy, the way they started out in this game against Alabama, just torching them. Hendon Hooker was great. Who would he hit? This this Hyatt kid who had just a fantastic game. He had over 200 yards and five touchdowns. Uh, on six catches, he was great. And just like it was twenty-eight to ten, you're like, okay, Alabama's got no defense here. Tennessee's just going to roll. They had no. Alabama's not going to come back. And soon it was tied at twenty-eight, and you're like, oh my gosh, here we go again. Uh, Alabama's going to win. And then when they recover that defense or that that fumble and return it for a touchdown and make it forty-two thirty-five, they're in the fourth quarter. I think everyone in Neyland Stadium and I think everyone else watching around the country is like. Oh, well, Tennessee just lost their chance to win this game. Same old story. So close to beating Alabama. Yep, that's,
2: that's definitely what I thought.
0: Alabama pulls it out in the end. Like, that's how it's going to be.
2: I completely agree. I, and I should say, I missed, a, I missed most of the 11 a.m. games after working a long Friday that I didn't end up going to sleep until like 4 in the morning. And then woke up at 11 and then had to go take uh, Dorton Northwestern College football finals. So I saw like a half an hour of the 11 a.m. games before leaving. Well,
0: oh, you didn't miss anything from Michigan and Penn State except for two defensive scores. Like, that Penn State-Michigan game was atrocious. Penn State made it closer. That's what I heard. The Penn State made it closer than it actually was.
2: But by the time I got back to my parents' house, it was like late in the first quarter... I think of that Tennessee Alabama game, and like you said, Tennessee was up eighteen, and I felt really good. And then, uh, yeah, the the defensive score. I like everyone thought, well, that was fun. I've seen this story before. No, mm-hmm. no way, no way, Alabama's going to lose now. And then Tennessee, to their credit, kept making plays. Kept being like, well, I don't know, they're moving the ball. But even then, I know when Alabama Alabama had the ball with what twenty seconds left in a tie game, and I just, I think like most people, I just thought like, well, best case, you're going to overtime, Tennessee. I mean, there's a good chance they're going to make this field goal, yep. and if not, you, you're just going to have to beat them in overtime, and then the ball was 15 seconds left, I remember even thinking, like, if I was Hypo, would I risk this? And I was like, I might, but I don't know. What do you do? And to his credit, he went for it, and you know, two big pass plays, and a weird knuckleball field goal later, and uh, Tennessee got to smoke cigars after the game for the first time in 16 years.
0: I mean, I have to think, I, I still think that ball got tipped. There's no way he hits it that fat and it looks like a knuckleball the, the way that it did without it getting tipped. I mean, that barely crossed. The I'm cross assuming ball.
2: it got tipped too, but yeah. It, it, it it's has. The to. second, I, I, I'm assuming, like me, you saw the way it was spinning when you watched it the first time. It was like, "Oh, there's no way this is going in."
0: Yeah. Uh, and yes.
2: then all of a sudden the, the refs put their hands up and I was like, "Oh my god, he made that?" Yeah. Yeah,
0: like you see the guy catch the ball like the, you know the who you know the guy wearing the the vest or whatever. He catches the ball and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, did that really go over?" Like that was by maybe a yard or two. Maybe. Um Alabama's defense there though the final couple plays. I think that is maybe getting overlooked a little bit because it felt like they were playing very soft, very prevent and like and I think Nick Saban's getting some criticism for that. I I don't I don't know what they were doing there. I really don't. I would have thought you would have maybe tried to put some pressure on Hooker and, you know, either get him to scramble or, or get a sack.
2: Could be I mean you could also say Alabama's last offensive drive. That they threw, if I remember right, three straight incomplete passes yes, and burning like seconds off the clock. Yes, I was very surprised they didn't run it at least once. Yes, yes, absolutely. I would. I mean, one run for five yards and burning thirty seconds off the clock. Again, they might not make it, but Tennessee's not getting a shot to to score, and right. you know who knows what happens. I, I, obviously, if you complete the passes, then it looks great. But you know, like anything with you're a coach. They did, and it's what led to Tennessee winning. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, the first time since Nick Saban took over as head coach of Alabama that Tennessee's beat Alabama.
0: Yes, 16, 16 years it had been since you know fifteen. They they had lost fifteen straight games to Alabama, uh, and yeah, I mean this J, this Jalen Hyatt had two catches or he had six catches for two hundred seven yards and five touchdowns. In the game, it was just incredible. He had a 70... 70- is that good? Yeah, that, I, I feel like that's pretty yeah, good.
2: not that bad. No,
0: it, it, it really isn't. Uh, he
2: had, let,
0: let me get this here, a 60-yard touchdown catch and a 78-yard touchdown catch. One of is like, the his he had a 13-yard touchdown grab as well. I think that had to have been the... Oh, and an 11-yarder as well. So the 11-yarder was by far the the shortest catch he had all game long. Um I mean, just just incredible. Uh, did Hendon Hooker play his way into the Heisman?
2: Um, I mean, he certainly played his way into the discussion. I mean, we do I mean, we, there's still a lot of season left to see if he's going to win it or not. But I, th- I, th- I would imagine like half to three quarters of the Heisman people are now like, oh hey, guess what? This guy's my front runner now. Like, not just in my top three or five, but the front runner because he beat. Alabama and Bryce Young, and they're still undefeated.
0: I think I would still put Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud ahead of him.
2: I mean, he's got the best win of anybody in the country right now, He does. I'd say. Yep. It he came through clutch when they needed it.
0: He sure does. Uh, so the fans storm the field. They take the, the goalpost down. They carry it out of the stadium, and they throw it into the Tennessee River. Well, I mean, it's just, it's funny, it's it's hilarious, it's it's awesome. And then Tennessee has the balls. They have the audacity to ask for donations for a field goal, for for a new goal post. And I think it was done in jest or in like some fun, but they also like were asking for donations and suggesting like, hey, donate $16 because that's how many years it was since we last beat Alabama. It's like... You, are, you make millions of dollars. You, you have a billion dollars here in this school, and you're asking for donations for a freaking field goal post. Like, come on, Tennessee. That's very... I
2: mean, that's, that's college standard operating procedure. Oh, no. I should say, I technically didn't graduate from South Dakota State. I'm assuming you did. Yes. And it probably didn't take that long for them to start sending you letters about like, hey, will you donate to South Dakota State's university fund and stuff like that that they... Colleges do not have shame in terms of asking for donations.
0: That's more like towards the general funding. It's it's not like, hey, can you pay for our field goal post that we took down? Like, shut up, Tennessee. Like, that's a little extreme for me. Um, But. I don't know, it's it's fun, it's done in jest, they probably made all the money for it, or at least a good portion of it. Oh, it's a way for fans to be a part of it. Shut up. Whoever said that at the athletic department, just shut up. I don't want to hear it. But this was a, gr- Tennessee did college football and fans everywhere a huge favor by taking down Alabama. Because there is a real chance here. I, I think if Tennessee loses only one game this year and it happens to be to Georgia and that win vaults Georgia then into the SEC championship game, I think Tennessee gets into the college football playoff regardless. Because they wouldn't have a potential second loss because they wouldn't be in the championship game. And they arguably have the best win. With the win being over Alabama. So I think Tennessee, if they have one loss all year and it's to Georgia, I think Tennessee's into the college football playoff regardless of what happens.
2: Like always, I've got to say maybe. I need to see what the other teams available are. And it just kind of depends. Yeah, I mean, if, uh, let's see, if UCLA's undefeated and Ohio State's undefeated. TCU undefeated. And TCU's undefeated. Clemson's undefeated. And, yeah, I mean, you know, and Georgia's
0: undefeated.
2: Yeah. Then, it starts getting tough then. But I do think that, like you said, if they they only have one loss and are not a conference champion, it will put them at the forefront of non-conference champions.
0: I also think and this is why I think Tennessee deserves you know, so much love from college football fans everywhere because it really puts Alabama on the ropes here. There is a good chance that Alabama loses somewhere down the line. They have to go to Ole Miss on November 12th.
2: Right. Before the season, you picked him losing to Tennessee. I picked Alabama losing to at Ole Miss. So it'd be great if we were both right before the season it, started. It would. It
0: absolutely would. But that's a huge game there in Oxford against Ole Miss. That is going to like correct them.
2: me if I'm wrong. Did Alabama struggle uh in pass defense against Tennessee?
3: Yeah,
0: they did, yes.
2: Does Ole Miss like throwing the football? I don't remember if they like throwing the football. I, I think, I've,
0: I've heard that Lane
2: Kiffin does likes Lane to Kiffin throw the likes throwing it deep at times? He
0: does. I, I have heard that a time or two.
2: So that should be fun. Now they might not win. I don't want to make it sound like I'm guaranteed Ole Miss is going to win. But I will say that I think Ole Miss could hold Alabama to 49. And I also do think Ole Miss could score 52 against Alabama. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely, and I mean, you take a look at Alabama's remaining schedule. They're home to Mississippi State this week. I, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't foresee Mississippi State beating Alabama. I just don't. Uh, that, no, this is going to be
2: the older brother taking out his frustrations yep. on his sibling after getting made fun of him at school. Yep, I think. Well, like, yeah, like, I agree that Alabama could definitely lose again. It's not going to be the next game against Mississippi State.
0: The, then, then on November 5th, so they have an off week between the 22nd – they're off on the 29th. The, on November 5th, they're at LSU. I know Death Valley's difficult. This is not the Death Valley of normal. Brian Kelly's going to take a few years to get uh, LSU back. To- I mean, it
2: depends what you mean. I fan Base. I think it's absolutely the Death Valley of normal. But in terms of LSU being a national title contender.
0: Then That's then, what I mean. Like, it's yeah. one thing to combat the crowd at night. It's another thing to go against a really solid team. And I don't I don't think LSU is a truly solid team. They're good, but they're not that I mean, Tennessee waxed them at uh, home, you know, just the week before uh, they beat Alabama. And that could have been a game that maybe they overlooked LSU. And they said, no, no, we're not going to do that. So, really, then, it's that November 12th game at Ole Miss that Alabama's got to win. If they lose that, Alabama's not making the college football playoff. Ole Miss is going nope. to the championship Or, game. The, or the
2: SEC got her title. Right. We
0: could, have, we could have a Tennessee-Ole Miss SEC championship game. When is the last time that we've had an SEC championship game that didn't feature LA, or, uh, Alabama or Georgia or LSU? Like, it's...
2: I was going to give you an LSU one, but once he said that, I had to... uh, Let's see. I'm trying to think if I can think of one period. In 06, '06, it was Arkansas and Florida, the year Florida won the national title. Okay. I don't know if there's been one since then. Do you
0: remember when Missouri made it?
2: Oh, That's right. In 2013, it was Auburn and Missouri.
0: Okay, so... That's the one, and,
2: and so, I mean, it has happened. But but you're right. Over the last twenty years, almost all of them have had at least one of those three between Alabama and Georgia and LSU, mm-hmm. and sometimes all two of those three. And
0: then and then after that, Alabama's got Austin P and Auburn. I mean, Auburn may as well be an FCS team at this point here with how bad they are.
2: Um, hey, you never know. I mean, there's been this weird thing that once teams fire their coach, they all of a sudden work better. They, they what do. better time to be like, hey, guess what? We're just keeping Brian Harson around to test this theory out and firing them right after, uh, right after our FCS game. At least I'm assuming Auburn plays an FCS team. Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, teams is far. it Western Kentucky that they play, or maybe that's LSU? I'm pulling up Auburn's schedule right now. Uh, Auburn plays are not be you know T- U- Tennessee plays UT Martin this week. If Tennessee doesn't beat U T Martin, then that uh that's that speaks volumes here. Uh Auburn play they do play Western Kentucky November nineteenth. And that's not a, a gimme. Western Kentucky's a pretty decent team.
2: Agreed, and so they lose that game and then they fire Brian Harson, mm-hmm. and then they get the then Auburn gets the interim coach bump and beats Alabama.
0: Yeah. Wait, it would be something. But It would be great. That Alabama-Tennessee game, the game of the year. I don't know if we're going to get another game better than that. We might. But to this point, that was the game of the year. Agree or disagree?
2: Um, I'm running through my head quick, trying to think of other good games we've seen. I, uh, I I can't think of one. I think it definitely has to. I mean, especially when you include the states involved. I mean, sure, if there's sometimes you could be like, Oh my god, did you see, you know, Marshall and Tulane play? And it's like, Well, yeah, that might have been a good game. But hey, do you know nobody watched it and it didn't it didn't matter that much. Do you know Or who obviously who? this one had incredibly high yes or loads of stuff, like like not just in terms of like rivalry and we don't hate each other or and the the teams hate each other. But they're both ranked in the top six and they're fighting for conference positioning and in playoff scene, too.
0: Do you know who, who bullbound this year?
2: Tennessee is.
0: The Tulane Mean Wa- or Green Wave. Good. Good for them. Six and one right now. Congratulations to Tulane. Bullbound or not, by the way, will make its triumphant return this year here in a, either a week or two. I, 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 we're trying to f- lay out the land here a little bit. But uh, bull-bound or not will make its triumphant return here within the next couple of weeks, so we'll look forward to that. Um, but as I mentioned, Penn State loses to Michigan. wasn't even a, a contest, really.
2: Penn State had been known for their great rushing defense all season, and then gave up like four hundred rushing yards to Michigan.
0: it, it Clifford. I, I just don't. I don't understand. Like, is he good? Is he bad? Like, it's so up and down.
2: It's like it's like a Is he the coaster. Kirk Cousins of Penn State?
0: He might be. He's, he, he might be. I mean, that's a, it's a Big Ten comparison. I mean, it seems
2: like he's been there for four or five years as the starter, too. Yeah. I know it's not been that long, but it seems like it's been that
0: Sure long. has. Sure has. Uh, so, in that 2.30 window, that 3.30 p.m. Eastern window when we had Tennessee and Alabama go, we also had a battle of unbeatens in Fort Worth where Oklahoma State, at 8, was taking on 13th-ranked TCU. And... Oklahoma State a lot of people are like, oh their their defense isn't very good well their defense came to play at least for three quarters they were up 30 to 16. Spencer Saunders or Sanders and everything it was going good for Oklahoma State and I don't know what happened in, in the fourth quarter but TCU turned it on they scored two touchdowns they force overtime and ultimately TCU beats Oklahoma State it just is like okay Oklahoma State this was your chance this was your year and it's like uh no we're not going to do it. Uh, Very disappointing for Oklahoma State. But this TCU team, Max Duggan, very good quarterback here. Sonny Dykes is doing a magnificent job in year one. There's magic in the air here with TCU.
2: With Oklahoma State, you said, Oklahoma State, you're going to do this. No, wait, this isn't your year. What do you mean by that? You mean like make the playoffs?
0: Yeah, like this was the, yeah, potentially like, okay, This is, like, Oklahoma State, everything is laid out in front of you. Like, you're going to, you can beat Texas. Oklahoma's not very good. You're not going to have that trip-up game. This is, the Baylor is underwhelming, to say the least. Like, Oklahoma State, this is your chance to shine and take a hold of the Big 12. And, yeah, heck, go to the Sugar Bowl if, if necessary. Like, this was your moment. And they crapped the bed in the fourth quarter.
2: I do think it's worth noting that I think there's a good chance Oklahoma State wins the rest of their games in the regular season, and then beats TCU in a rematch. To, I agree.
0: Uh, I agree. But the, if I mean, it, or
2: at least plays TCU in the Big 12 title game with a chance to get revenge. I
0: agree with that. But at that point, though, they won't even factor into the college football playoff discussion. Like at least Oklahoma State could have been in that conversation. I mean, probably not.
2: But also, I mean. I, you're probably right that they won't, but if if it gets weird and enough teams lose, and we always say like, well, that won't happen, but there are there are those years every so often where it does.
0: Mm-hmm. Is, this is a magical run, though, for TCU. How how can yeah? How can they keep this going? C- can they keep it going?
2: I mean, I think they could, just in the sense that who do they have to beat that they haven't beat yet? I mean, I don't. I'm sure I don't think they've played Texas yet. They haven't played Texas And Texas looks like their next best team they could play. Yep. But aside from that, I don't know who else on their schedule. I mean, I don't remember Do they go to West Virginia, because West Virginia is tough on the road sometimes. Yep.
0: Uh, In fact, they do. So So, TCU is home to Kansas State this week. Kansas State, fairly good team, but... You know, okay.
2: Yeah, and I should say, I mean, I was maybe a little quick there. They, I'm not saying that they're definitely going to be Kansas State, because that's not an easy game. But I don't think either of us would be surprised if it was like, oh, hey, Oklahoma State bounced back and won by 14 against Kansas State. mm
0: mm-hmm. yep, yep, and it, again, it's kind of that letdown game after that big emotional win uh, over Oklahoma State. Maybe they don't come out firing in all cylinders against Kansas State, and and uh, Chris Kleiman and company can... Do it uh, can get it done. They do have to go to West Virginia the following week. That can be difficult, though West Virginia has been very disappointing this year. They do have to go to Texas and Baylor back-to-back weeks, November 12th and November 19th. Somewhere in there, they probably trip up. But, I mean, it's again, it's not like Baylor is... Uh, Baylor, like I said, has been very underwhelming, and they can certainly hang with Texas.
2: I totally agree. Also, the, the TCU and Oklahoma State
0: game—just
2: mm-hmm. we didn't specifically mention this, but I'm assuming you were in the same boat as I was—that you were basically watching Alabama and Tennessee. Lost track of that game, and we like, "Wait, wasn't Oklahoma State up by like 18 or 20 points? Was yes. this game in overtime?" Yes, now? yes, exactly. That's exactly what happened to me. To me and, and my dad, I was watching with my dad on Saturday. It was just like, wait, what's going on in this game now? Like we uh, we both put that
0: game to bed, and apparently it's still going on right Mm -hmm. now. Yep. Nope. I'm I'm right. So I guess you never
2: caught up the Horned Frogs this season. I suppose. Nope. Absolutely not.
0: And then the other game that I just really I think was just fantastic was what took place in Salt Lake City between USC and Utah. USC goes up by 14 points. Three different times in this game, and Utah kept battling back. And eventually, Cam Rising runs for a touchdown late in the game, with under a minute to go. And and Kyle Winningham At home. Yes, at home. Yeah.
2: Did you say that? Because what happens next, you wouldn't always think you'd do at all.
0: No. Nope. And 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 Kyle Wintemute's like, yes, we're gonna go for two. Rising rushes in. They beat USC 43-42. 43-42 effectively probably ending any chance at the college football playoff for USC for Lincoln Riley and company like if there's a chance probably
2: but there, there's I mean, it's possible but it's like a 10 or 15% chance, yep. chance now yep. it's in like a 70% chance before
0: and now I can't think of Cam rising anymore without thinking of this uh particular song
2: customize don't so, wait
0: wait a sec wait a sec Wait a sec, we got it. Alright, here we go. Here it is. CCR with Bad Moon Rising. I think of Cam Rising and I think of that song now. Um, Second,
2: didn't I make that joke in reference like the week before they played Florida you might to start have. the season? You and I said have. that I thought that, that Bad Moon Rising was going to beat the game. Maybe, or I should say, I know I made that reference. It might not have been on here. So it's possible that I did not say it to you. But yes, I. whenever he does it, actually whenever he does anything good or bad, I always think of that song. Yep, think, It's think, only if it's something in the middle, like on... Like if on first and ten he takes off for a three yard run, then there's nothing. Right. But if it's a long pass or he gets sacked or throws a pick, then it's always bad moon rising.
0: This song was in my head, Charlie. I had to wait. I I woke up at like one thirty or two in the morning on set, uh, like Saturday night, and I played this song because it was just in my head.
2: <laughs> I, it, I like. <laughs> I've been there. I'm not specifically with that song, but with stuff like that, yes. I, I I know what you mean.
0: I mean, I and I know like it. it it, it goes back to Chris Berman when he uh, gave Andre bad moon rising. Like if you ever remember that from prime time and, and uh, whenever Andre rising was in a, in a highlight and whatnot, he would, that was the nickname he gave him. But, but i like cam bad moon rising a little bit better. Uh, but just an incredible job by Utah, and this the real is,
2: bad moon rising for Andre Risen was well, his girlfriend from TLC burning his house down. Yeah, but that's another story for another. True,
0: um, I actually didn't know that, so yeah, we'll have to have that story another time. Um, he really
2: wished that they would have been chasing waterfalls to dump on his house. Oh, yeah,
0: yep. Uh, please stick to the rivers and the streams that yep. you're used to. Oh. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, or if you're Weird Al, please stick to the seven-digit numbers you're used to.
2: That's right. Don't make phony
0: calls. No, No, absolutely not. But this is what the Utah that I was hoping to see. If they had only beaten Florida week one, I could live with the loss to UCLA, and they would still be in the discussion for a spot in the college football playoff, I think. Um, He really
2: should have beat Florida week one when you look back on it, too.
0: Yes.
2: I forget their quarterback's name, and I know he had that great run. Well, he had a great run against LSU because LSU refused to tackle him for whatever reason. But but basically, since then, it's been like, yeah, I mean, he's fine, but it does not look nearly as good.
0: This was the chance, though, for Utah if they had just had beaten Florida everything would have been okay i think the, the the college football playoff would have still been in their sight because they could play oregon twice and beat them both times or you know or beat oregon once and then beat usc again it was there for the taking and unfortunately it's not but that's that's just the the, the nature of the beast and that's the the game of college football there's a great game is there anything else from this last week that really caught your attention that you were excited about?
2: I think, I mean, I touched on this some, but I I worked, uh, on Friday, I worked 17 hours and got like six and a half hours of sleep. Got to my parents' house during that Tennessee-Alabama game Mm -hmm. and was just like exhausted, tired. And I think nine times out of ten, I would have just fallen asleep on the couch or crawled to a bed to take a nap. Mm-hmm. But that game was so good that I was like, I don't want to miss this. I need to keep watching this. Yes, And kept kept pounding away with Diet Mountain Dews to get that influx of caffeine. Mm-hmm. And got enough, I ended up staying awake and you know, watching the Utah-USC game too, which was great. But I would say that like that's how good and how much a lot of these games paid off. That I was just like, oh my God, I am so tired right now but was like, but I don't feel like going to sleep, but I want to actually watch this and see if uh, if this Hyatt guy can just keep slaying Alabama's defense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, slaying the Drake. And he
2: did. Yeah, and, you yeah. know, and th- th- I think this is what makes college football great, is that a lot of times, most of the times, the story does not end that way. Mm-hmm. It ends with like, oh, yeah, and Alabama ended up winning by 15, and, you know, he fell asleep, and it didn't really matter. But every so often, and it ends up being like one to three weekends a year, you get a week like this, or at least kind of like this, where it's just like, oh my God, everything's aligning and this is all just utterly fantastic to watch.
0: This is the rare week where the the hype lived up to the billing and to the expectations and in fact probably exceeded it in many cases.
2: Yeah, there, there are, you and I have both seen many times where ESPNs come up with their made up marketing name being like this is separation saturday or you know this is this is you know the november to remember or or whatever and then so often it's just like oh man of these five games one of them was fairly good and the rest stuck and this was one week where it was just like oh wow this is this is great and if whatever game you were watching was not great you could instantly turn to one that was
0: Mm -hmm. oh for sure
2: I mean, I don't know how many people watched Nebraska and Purdue. I mean, it was sloppy, but it was a high-scoring game that was also just decided by six points still. Mm -hmm. I mean, just to go that, I mean, it would you know, on a lot of weekends, it would be like, oh, wow, that was actually a pretty good game and one of the best of the weekend. And it completely got lost in the shuffle, as it should have, because there were just so many other big games with much bigger stakes still.
0: Yes. And this week there are a number of good games. We have five games pitting ranked teams against one another. Um, I, I mean, Syracuse, Clemson. I. It's a battle of un, undefeated teams. I still can't take the Orange seriously. I mean, they beat your Wolf Pack last week, but that's because you know NC State's quarterback's out for the whole for the rest of the year with a pec injury. Um, I, I can't take Syracuse seriously. Texas, Oklahoma State.
2: I mean, hey, if you Syracuse, find a way to get to 17 or 20 points, because while you might not, they definitely could find a way to hold Clemson to 10 or 14. They, they may not end up doing it, but I don't think it's crazy. I don't to know. To be like, oh, wow, it's the middle, late in the third quarter, and it's, it's 14 to 10 right now? Syracuse is still in this?
0: I don't know if they can do that. DJ Uyagale has been playing just sensational football this year.
2: We'll we'll find out what happens.
0: That's very true. Texas, Oklahoma State, that's a big one. Oklahoma State, you got to bounce back. You got to beat Texas. Everything is still, as you said, everything is still in front of them. In order to do that, though, they have to beat Texas.
2: Also, another reason I dyed my hair because all four of those teams you've mentioned so far are all orange, which is close to blonde. Yes.
0: Very true. You have Mississippi State and Alabama, uh, Kansas State, TCU as well and then college game day will be in Eugene this week for the pack for the top 10 pack 12 matchup between number 10 Oregon and number 9 UCLA that will be a very interesting very good game Here because Oregon Kelly at
2: his former school, also. I mean, it's not the first time he's played against them, but it's still kind of a fun wrinkle. Yep,
0: there's certainly a revenge factor there. Oregon has played so much better since that opening week loss to to Georgia. I mean, they're looking like a true contender in this here. And even uh, Travis mentioned it earlier like the Pac 12 is not dog shit this year. There are actually four really good schools, very good teams in this. Conference this year, and even Washington isn't all that bad. uh if you're, So, I mean, we're, we're talking about UCLA, USC, Oregon, and Utah.
2: Yeah, they are good this year, and this is basically kind of what we've been wanting to see out of the Pac 12 for the last five to ten years. I mean, there have been a couple of times they've had two good teams, but it seems like it's been a long time since they've had this many teams that. You know, we're legitimately good. That you were like, oh hey, they're playing a Big Twelve or an ACC team in a bowl game. Like, yeah, they could definitely win that game, as opposed to being like, ah, no, nice drive back to all. It
0: it just feels though like it's there's nothing that they can do unless utter chaos happens in the SEC. Like Ole Miss uh, cannibalizes like like Ole Miss, Tennessee, Georgia, kind of cannibalize on one another here. Like everyone has one loss we putting
2: UCLA to bed, even though they're still undefeated right now?
0: Yeah, I
2: mean... Yeah, okay, all right. We're honest about this. No, I, I'm,
0: just, I'm just saying, like, you see, but if UCLA loses to Oregon or USC, like, they're going to need help along the way uh, between, but like, the, with the SEC teams that we have, you have Clemson, Ohio State, and Michigan. They're, the Pac-12 is going to need some help in order for them to... Be a legitimate college football playoff conversation.
2: Probably. I do still think, even though it doesn't look this, I mean, it looks like there's a possibility we could get four SEC teams in the playoff right now. Yes. Yes. I do think a lot of this is going to take care of itself. And we're going to be like, oh, hey, guess what? Ole Miss has lost twice, and Alabama lost to Georgia in the SEC title game, and you know, I don't know if Tennessee would lose to someone else or not, but it's like, right. oh, actually, we're only going to get one or maybe two SEC teams in the playoff, not not three or four like some people think right now. Right. Just because right. that's how it seems like it always shakes out. Just like that. I mean, I suppose technically, I suppose at this point we can look and be like, oh, it's going to be two SEC teams and two Big Twelve teams, which I'm sure, which would just rightfully piss off everyone <laughs> from the other conferences. But yep. I just. So often when we think of these doomsday scenarios, it just rarely plays out that way. Because 18- to 22-year-old kids like winning, but they also like other things too and are easily distracted.
0: Sure. I I fully agree with you there. Uh, Anything else from this upcoming week that you're really looking forward to?
2: I think we touched on it. I mean, I'm looking forward to Clemson and Syracuse and UCLA and Oregon probably most, but... And I guess and that's it's South Dakota State North Dakota, but I yeah. think that's uh I mean the only other thing would be to see how Tennessee looks, you know, with uh with really having the target on their back now, going from being you know, it's cliche, but going from being the hunter to like, oh actually you're gonna get everyone's best shot now. Uh
0: have you been paying attention to what's going on with Memphis here lately?
2: I'm not. You'll have to uh, inform me of what's going on with Memphis. Well, two, I am not aware of anything off the top of my head.
0: Two weeks ago, they played Houston in Memphis, and they had a it was a twenty to seven going into the fourth quarter. And in fact, it was twenty nine to thirteen with eight minutes to go in the game, and Memphis proceeded to lose thirty three to thirty two to Houston. Uh, Houston with a. Furious rally. They re- recovered an onside kick. They won. I mean, it was just it, 38 points in the fourth quarter. 26 of them scored by Houston. Uh, so, rather disgusting there. Memphis had that big lead. And then, they have a huge lead against uh, East Carolina, who we've, you know, been talking about throughout fastest the Fastest running
2: back in the country.
0: Yes, yes, fastest running back in the country. They were up 17 nothing against East Carolina and proceeded to lose in quadruple or uh in four overtime 47 to 45 so uh of course you have the two-point conversion crapola ot rules and stuff but memphis no lead is safe uh for them they are at tulane this week so memphis going to build a big leader what's
2: that that's bullbound Tulane. Bullbound Tulane, earlier, yes. Right?
0: Yes, bullbound Tulane. Uh, so Memphis will build a big lead. Everyone's gonna be like, Oh, Tulane ranked for the first time and for how you know however many years, and oh, they're gonna lose, and then Tulane will come roaring back and beat Memphis because Memphis can't hang on to a big lead.
2: So you're basically saying that people for Memphis is gonna be up and they're gonna be like, Look, they're gonna turn around and look right at the camera. And be like, we got exactly what we want. We, the audience, are going to be able to see in the background the wave rising and caressing higher and higher and higher and be like, oh my God, they don't know that this is about to hit them, right? right. And then it's going to collapse on them and, and beat them then. It's
0: like they're on a surfboard and they aren't looking at the wake behind them.
2: Yeah. Yeah, the, the, yeah that's what I was getting at. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That it's just, oh, well, yeah, classic movie monologue where the bad guy's like, oh no. Yep, can't believe you didn't realize my plan. And it's like, oh, you, you're not seeing what's going on behind you right now. This is going to end bad for you.
0: Exactly, and kudos is also in order to the state of Colorado. Colorado beating Cal last week, twenty to thirteen in overtime, and Colorado State winning a couple of weeks before that. Uh, so there are no, there will be no winless teams at the FBS level in college football this year. So congratulations to them.
2: I'm still disappointed that they're not going to play this season. I and too. I think they still should play at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But it won't mean as much now since it won't be two winless teams. Mm-hmm. It'll just be two really, really bad teams.
0: Yep, I agree. I wish I really wish they were playing. Uh, so like I mentioned earlier, Bullbound are not making its triumphant return here in a week or two. But we do have, uh, if you have a couple more minutes here with me, uh, we do need to play. When will they? Because even though we have no undefeat, or, uh, winless teams remaining, there are several undefeated teams still in play. Uh, two of them meet this week in the ACC. It is Clemson against Syracuse. So I'm going to just ask you, Charlie Hildebrand, when will they, when will Clemson lose their first game?
2: Okay, I'm pulling up my laptop, pulling up Clemson's schedule. I will go ahead and say that Syracuse, I do think, is going to lose their first game this weekend against Clemson. Mm-hmm. And as I hit open in new tab and click on schedule, um, huh, that is a good question. Let's. Uh,
0: At the beginning um, of the season, I would have said Notre Dame. That's what I had Clemson's only loss of the year being. To, to Notre Dame, and Notre Dame is not good. So they lost no, to Stanford. They last lost to
2: Stanford. Yeah, bad Stanford game. Yeah, that's, that's not good.
0: No. Um, so I don't see Clemson losing the game.
2: For the sake of radio, I am countering and changing midstream. Clemson's losing this weekend to Syracuse. Oh, Again.
0: shit. All right. All right. Syracuse with the big upset here then. So
2: then I have to ask.
0: When will they? When will Syracuse lose their first game?
2: Syracuse will be looking ahead to At Wake Forest on November 19th and is going to lose at home the week before on November 12th against Florida State.
0: Okay. All right. So there we go. Uh, so it's also nice. Syracuse is bullbound bound this year. That's a, a rarity. How about TCU? 6-0. When will they, when will they, Charlie, lose their first game?
2: TCU, ranked 8th right now. They... You know, I'm just going to say, they're going to they're gonna beat Kansas State this weekend, and then they're going to turn around and they're going to lose the next week in Morgantown uh, on October 29, Halloween weekend in Morgantown, West Virginia? I mean, that just sounds dangerous to start with.
0: It sure does. It sure does. Uh, don't go trick-or-treating in the mountains, kids. Uh, d- don't do that. At least be with an adult, uh, please. Uh, I agree. That's uh, that's rather dangerous. Now, let's go to the Big Ten. How about Michigan? 7-0. and When will they? When will they, Charlie Hildebrand, lose their first game?
2: Michigan looks like ranked fourth now. God, Jack, and I'd love to tell you that they're going to lose it. Uh, to Nebraska on November 12th, but I can't even say that with a straight face. I, uh, you know what? Harbaugh, overconfident, looks ahead to Ohio State. Michigan loses to Illinois the week before on (laughs) November 19th.
0: Oh, that's great. That would be fantastic if that happens. And
2: Brett Bielema does a classic Brett Bielema troll job. I don't know what he says, but he says something. Jim Harbaugh acts like he doesn't understand it and doesn't care, and then goes home and it stew's on it for like five years, and it just like ruins the next six months for Jim Harbaugh.
0: <laughs> How about Ohio State six and zero right now? When will they? When will they lose their first game?
2: Ohio State. I you know. I'm trying to get I was I was thinking about getting fancy there. I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna say that Ohio State loses its first game in the national title game. They lose to I'm gonna say Georgia right, right now. All right. Actually you know what? You know what? No. They lose to Tennessee in the national title game. I love it. I love That's it. That's what I'm going with.
0: Oh, that would be great. Oh, just Tennessee, good old Rocky Top. Woo, Rocky Top, Tennessee. Uh final. Oh, we have a couple more here. Uh, how about UCLA six and zero in the Pac twelve? The only undefeated team in the Pac twelve. When will they? When will they, Charlie Hildebrand, lose their first game?
2: I think that UCLA, surprise, maybe surprisingly, maybe not, they find a way to beat Oregon this weekend. So another win. The next week, they play Stanford, Pac-12 after dark. And I think it's just a weird, you know, UCLA's at home. You think it's going to be fine, but only 17,000 people show up. <laughs> and UCLA just completely blows it against a mediocre at best Stanford team. Oh. Stanford gets their second huge win in three weeks, at least name brand-wise.
0: Wow, so there you go. You have them beating... Oregon this week and losing to Stanford,
2: turning Please. around and blowing it.
0: Yup. Oh boy, Pac-12 after dark, alive and well. Finally, final f- a few teams here uh, in the SEC. We have three undefeated teams. Georgia seven and zero. Charlie, when will they? When will they lose their first game? Or will they lose a game? Uh,
2: Georgia. Let's see. Georgia has this week off. Then they play Florida in the world's largest outdoor cocktail party.
0: Regardless of what they're, they're calling it now. That that's what that's what we have to call it because that's what it is.
2: Yep. Because we're stubborn. Yep. They win that game, then they turn around and they lose to Tennessee the following week.
0: Oh, okay. All right. Uh and that leads me to Tennessee. When will they when will they lose their first game?
2: Second, Tennessee's not losing until 2023. Oh, probably, they're going to lose the third Saturday in October to Alabama in 2023. That's the next time they lose. All
0: right, Tennessee undefeated, and that means they're your national champions this year. Congratulations, Marcus Traxler and company. Tennessee national champions this year. I love it. 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 And how about finally Ole Miss 7-0? and When will they lose their first game?
2: Ole Miss, let's see, they beat LSU this weekend.
0: LSU by a win. I
2: forget this, and it's easy to forget if you're not from the South, that Ole Miss and LSU don't like each other. Even it's More so, it's Ole Miss really hates LSU. But Ole Miss wins on the road. Then they beat Texas A&M the next week on October 29th. Huge match at home against Alabama. Probably gonna have game day there. Ole Miss beats Alabama. Lane Kiffin contract extension. All the hype keep, jumps up to another level. They beat Arkansas, and then unfortunately they lose the Egg Bowl to Mississippi State. Oh, the, the pirate
0: gets them, huh? The pirate. In like
2: ogre? the we're Ole Miss and we're going to the conference title game and we're really excited, but we are also equally angry that our one loss had to be to Mississippi State. In like the weirdest, controversial, like oh no, they definitely had Mississippi State rule the catch that absolutely wasn't a catch. How did they miss that on the game-winning drive? Like one of those kind of games, or not? That's just gonna that old Miss fans will be miserable about for the next fifteen years. Or like
0: when they are like fake peeing on the dog, or like the the dog peeing on the football, or fire hydrant. Remember that celebration a couple years ago?
2: There will probably be some stuff like that too.
0: Very good, very good. So that is When Will They? That is probably our last uh, edition of When Will They this year. But uh, don't don't fret. Game season continues here with Bull Bound or Not returning here very, very soon. And we look forward to that. Charlie, anything else we need to get to before we say so long?
2: Uh, I think the only other thing would be when your hair's on the line, don't bet on the Miami Dolphins. i will come back to play you.
0: Yes. Uh, well... I can't say the same thing. I mean, I wouldn't bet on the Vikings you know, for, for that either. And the Vikings try and give games away. But we're fortunately 5-1, and one, but you get Tua back this week. You're going to beat Pittsburgh. Everything's going to come up roses. You're going to beat the Jets later on in this season. Everything will be okay, Charlie. The, the Dolphins will be just fine.
2: I hope so. NFL-wise, it was rough. For the Dolphins lost. I had to get my hair dyed. I was angry about that. And all three other AFC East teams won. So NFL, I mean that that was it was a rough Sunday. That day, that, yeah.
0: that is rough.
2: You I, you get I, a great I, Saturday. You got to find a way to balance it out. So that's that's what happened. And you know what? I will I will take this and shoulder this to have that great of a college football Saturday. So mm-hmm. you're welcome, everybody. And at
0: least we have the Dakota marker, right? That's right. And by we, we mean SDSU, not us. Person, you know,
2: normally I'm. I'm. A don't say we if you don't play for the team. I might. I might do this when we come to North Dakota State. Now we may good. make exceptions here.
0: Awesome, awesome, very good, Charlie. I Always appreciate the time, my friend. Uh, we'll chat soon here and uh, enjoy your week of college football and enjoy your week with blonde hair.
2: I will. You too. Okay. Hopefully, you don't have to dye your hair anytime soon. Though.
0: Well, you never know. You never know what the wife asks. So right. <laughs>
2: Fair enough.
0: All right. Thank you, Charlie. Yep. See you, bud. Charlie Hildebrand kind enough to join me here. A great conversation. Great college football talk. Uh, talking about his bet that he made uh, with the Dolphins losing to the Vikings. Had to dye his hair blonde. It'll be blonde for a week. He did dye, uh, dye the beard as well. So that's a, a picture's are up on Facebook, so it's good stuff there. We're going to wrap up this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast, as we always do during football season with a look back at uh, the previous week in the NFL and make some early picks for the following week. So we go back to week six. We go Thursday night, another dreadful Thursday night football game on Prime Video. Commanders beat the Bears 12-7. The Bears had a couple turnovers, three missed opportunities inside the red zone. It was just awful uh, to watch. Uh, but the Bears, uh, the Commanders ultimately win, but they lose Carson Wentz in the process. He will be out four weeks with a broken finger. Then to the Sunday's games we go. The Vikings, of course, beat the Dolphins twenty-four to ten. Vikings offense was dreadful in this game. The Bear or the the the, the Dolphins uh, moved the ball down the field, but the Vikings forced a few turnovers. They got six sacks during the game. Teddy Bridgewater came in for an injured Skylar Thompson. Dalvin Cook. Pretty much put the game away with a 51-yard touchdown run with over uh, three minutes to go. And the Vikings prevailed 24-16 to move to 5-1 on the year. The Dolphins have now lost three games in a row. Atlanta Falcons have exceeded my expectations this year in my win total form. I had them at two wins of the year. They're already at three. They beat the 49ers 28-14 uh marcus mario two passing touchdowns and a rushing touchdown in this one not a good uh, week for the 49ers defense they really couldn't stop the falcons at all not a good look for them patriots are back on uh, the patriots are looking really good right now they beat the cleveland browns 38 to 15 uh i don't know what the browns are doing browns are bad uh just bailey's happy he continues to do wonders there for the patriots Jets with a shocking 27-10 win over the Green Bay Packers in Lambeau Field. I mean, the Packers' offense is bad. The defense uh, is not playing up to par with where they should be at. Uh, Jets with a blocked punt for a touchdown. They blocked a field goal. Quinton Williams was a beast all day putting pressure. He had two sacks on Aaron Rodgers. Not a good day for the Packers at all. Jets with the big win colts continue their winning ways they beat the jaguars 34 27 jaguars are actually up what 14 3 in this one trevor lawrence had a couple rushing touchdowns and a passing touchdown here but the colts uh, battle back they uh, take a lead with a touchdown pass late from uh, matt ryan to alec pierce for uh, they have to win 34 27 the jaguars have now lost 14 straight games uh, divisional games in the afc south Bengals uh, get the win in New Orleans, thirty to twenty-six. Joe Burrow, uh, three hundred yards passing, three passing touchdowns, and a rushing touchdown. Um, good. W- I mean, he's back in L- uh, Louisiana. You know, he won the national championship with LSU along with teammate right, wide receiver Jamar Chase. And Chase had a big day, over one hundred thirty yards receiving and two touchdowns. Saints had the lead throughout much of the day. In fact, they had the, the lead all game long until Chase's touchdown catch with two minutes to go to get the win there. Giants are 5-1, surprisingly. They beat the Baltimore Ravens 24-20. Ravens had a 20-10 lead in this one. And then Lamar Jackson and the, the Ravens offense with just some befuddling uh, penalties, couple of back, back-to-back turnovers by Lamar Jackson. Saquon Barkley runs in the game-winning touchdown for the Giants as they beat Baltimore 24-20. Another stunning result. The Pittsburgh Steelers, without T.J. Watt, without... Three or four starters in their secondary. They beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 20 to 18. Maybe it was because Tom Brady went to uh, Patriots owner Robert Kraft's surprise wedding Friday night. wasn't with the team through the walk for the walkthrough and everything Saturday. Maybe he's not all in for football this year. It's obviously cost him his marriage. Um, but the Steelers get the win 20 to 18. Kenny Pickett leaves the game with a concussion. Uh, Trubisky, Frank or Mitch Trubisky, comes in leads the, job, uh, leads the team to the win here. Steelers get a 2018 win. Rams get the win over the Panthers 24-10. They didn't look good in this one, but they do get the win. Of note for the Panthers, Robbie Anderson got kicked out of this game. Interim head coach Steve Wilkes just sent him to the locker room, and Robbie Anderson has since been traded to the Arizona Cardinals. And Speaking of those Arizona Cardinals, they lose to the Seattle Seahawks 19-9. Cardinals offense can't get anything going right now. This was mainly a field goal fest. The Cardinals did get a blocked punt recovered in the end zone for a touchdown. But uh, Hollywood Brown uh, is out for an extended period of time, maybe all year, or the remainder of the year with a foot injury, which is why the Cardinals made the move to get Robbie Anderson. They do get DeAndre Hopkins back this week, which should help. Build as the game of the year. Uh, Certainly... The biggest hype: The Buffalo Bills going to Kansas City. They get a 24-20 win over Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Josh Allen hurdles Justin Reed, the safety for the Chiefs, on the game-winning uh, touchdown drive. He ends up throwing a touchdown pass to Dawson Knox, his uh, friend and you know, the tight end for the Bills. There, uh, Chiefs interception in the red zone, not great, um, but ultimately they, you know. Mahomes throws an interception on the final drive of the game. Bills get the 24-20 win. Sunday Night Football, the Eagles get a 26-17 win over the Cowboys. Eagles, fantastic in the second quarter all year long. They do it again here. 20 points in the second quarter. Uh, They pick off Cooper Rush three times. Cooper Rush hadn't thrown a pick at all this season until... Right then, and he gets the loss there. And then Monday Night Football: Chargers get the win over the Broncos, 1916. Russell Wilson started out 10 of 10, finished the remainder of the game 5 of 18. He was awful. Uh, Dustin Hopkins injured himself, the kicker for the Chargers, yet still wound up kicking four field goals, including the game winner in overtime after the Broncos muffed a punt. The Chargers get the win, 1916. We go now to Week 7. It begins on Thursday night, as always, on Prime Video. You have the 2-4 New Orleans Saints at the 2-4 Arizona Cardinals, 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 7.15 p.m. Central Time on Prime Video. DeAndre Hopkins is back for the Cardinals. Something's got to boost that offense. I don't know what it'll take. Um, Saints have some injury woes. I'll take the Cardinals, but I don't say that with any degree of confidence or certainty at all. Cleveland Browns at the Baltimore Ravens, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on CBS. I don't have faith in the Browns right now. The Browns do a lot of bad things. The Ravens, Lamar Jackson, he'll have a big day. He won't have uh, too many bad turnovers. Ravens will get the win there. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina Panthers, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. What's the best way for the Buccaneers to forget about that loss to the Steelers? How about a get-well game against Carolina? The Panthers are terrible. Don't know who their starting quarterback is going to be taking Tom Brady and the Bucks. Atlanta Falcons at the Cincinnati Bengals, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central Time on Fox. This is not as easy of a game as you might think, uh, as we might have thought earlier, because the Falcons are pretty gosh darn good. They're tied for first right now in the NFC South. But the Bengals return home. I like Joe Burrow. I like Jamar Chase and company to get the job done beating Atlanta. Detroit Lions at the Dallas Cowboys, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon, Central Time on CBS. CBS? Really? I thought this game would be on Fox. It is not. It is on CBS. And the Cowboys, Dak Prescott, will play in this game, returning to start. He will get the win there. I like Dallas over Detroit. The New York Giants at the Jacksonville Jaguars, 1 p.m. Eastern, noon, Central Time on Fox. I I, I want to take Jacksonville. I, I, I do, but... How can you not take Giants right now? Their defense is great. Saquon Barkley healthy. I'll take the Giants to get the win in Jacksonville. Jaguars, please prove me wrong. Indianapolis Colts at the Tennessee Titans. 1 p.m. Eastern, noon Central time on CBS. is is first place in the AFC South on the line. Colts have been playing really good the last couple weeks. Titans coming off a bye. I think the Titans get the job done against Indianapolis. I will take the Titans. Again, not saying that with any degree of certainty whatsoever. Green Bay Packers at the Washington Commanders, 1 p.m. Eastern and Central Time on Fox. Taylor Heineke gets the start for Washington here. This is a must-win game for Green Bay. They have to get it done. They have to figure out what's going on. I'll take the Packers to get the win over Washington. New York Jets at the Denver Broncos, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS. Denver, this this is a make-or-break game. This is your season. Your season's on the line here. Russell Wilson, you got to play better. I, do I take the Jets? I can't I can't take the Jets. I'll take the Broncos one more time. Don't fail me now, Denver. Don't fail me now. Uh the Jets win, got to take them for, to be as, they're for real. Houston Texans at the Las Vegas Raiders, 4.05 p.m. Eastern, 3.05 p.m. Central Time on CBS. This is the beginning of a long win streak coming up here for the Raiders, I think. Raiders are better than 1-4. They get the job done. They beat the Texans. Seattle Seahawks at the LA Chargers, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Seahawks are better than what I've a lot of people expected. Chargers maybe not as good as 4-2 indicates, but the Chargers will get the win here. I like the Chargers over the Seahawks. Kansas City Chiefs at the San Francisco 49ers, 425 p.m. Eastern, 325 p.m. Central Time on Fox. Chiefs aren't going to lose two in a row, right? I mean, the 49ers are good, but I like Patrick Mahomes and company to get the job done beating San Francisco there. Sunday Night Football, Pittsburgh Steelers at the Miami Dolphins, 8.20 p.m. Eastern, 7.20 p.m. Central Time on NBC. Tua's back in the starting lineup for the Dolphins. That's good enough for me. He hooks up with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle for big games. I like the Dolphins over the Steelers. And then Monday Night Football, Chicago Bears at the New England Patriots, 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 7.15 p.m. Central Time on ESPN. Patriots are rolling right now. The Bears aren't good. Give me the Patriots. For the win! Vikings, Eagles, Rams, and Bills—all on the buy. And that is your; those are your Week Seven picks. Official picks and predictions can be found in the Stack StackAttack.SportsVlog.com in our Football Friday post. Appreciate you listening here. A pretty long podcast this week, but lots to talk about here. NBA season starting up. The NHL dropped the puck on their season last week. Uh, NFL, college football—what a great week of college football! Uh, the MLB playoffs going on so much to talk about here. And we're glad that you spend a few hours of your week listening to our podcast. You can find this podcast available on, on at podcast.com. I believe we're still on iTunes. Follow me on Twitter at ND stack and Facebook, Nathan stack and a link to the podcast posted middle to later part of each week. Travis is on Twitter at Travis Crinz, Charlie Hildebrand on Twitter at CE Hildebrand. Uh, uh, again, thank you for listening. Uh, hope you have a great rest of your week. Next week, we'll be back talking more college football, NFL, MLB playoffs. Maybe we'll know who's in the World Series at this time next week. We'll certainly see. But tons to get to uh, next week, and we'll we'll get to all the big stories for sure. So for Travis and Charlie, I'm Nathan. Thank you so much for listening to this week's edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you next week on another edition of the Sports Block Podcast. Enjoy the week, everyone. Enjoy fall.